Alright, what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purists. This will be VGP episode 30. I am one of your hosts, my name is Fred Rojas, and joining me today, as always, from the East Coast, Mr. Trees. How are things, sir? I am, I am alright. I'm all right. surprisingly chipper and spry tonight. Good. Uh, how about yourself, Fred? <laughs> Uh, actually, doing better now, but yeah, we decided, we talked about it before the show, we're just going to knock this out right now, uh, and I do want to mention it. My 14-year-old wiener dog uh, was out on a back patio um, that we've got. Um, it's like an 8x8 eight eight on the second story on the balcony, and uh, they like to hang out there from time to time. Actually, I think she had gotten sick, uh, but either way, my wife had put her out there, um, and she'd been out there a bunch of times before um, over the years. We've been in this house almost a decade, and um, this time, unfortunately, she uh, managed to, she is, both has doggy dementia and is uh, at least partially, if not fully blind, um, oh. and she made her way through the bars and fell from that height. Oh. So, yeah. So, we rushed her to the ED, um, and we did have her x-rayed and ultrasounded, uh, so we, we were willing to um, spend the money to take care of her. Um, but, uh, they said that, uh, again, based off of her, I'm not going graphic, but they did explain it in more detail, uh, based off of her injuries, um, it would be a long recovery road, uh, especially with her age. And then even if she recovered, there were two like things that could have happened that they wouldn't be able to tell. And that doesn't even include the potential, although they were pretty sure this wouldn't be a problem of internal bleeding and stuff like that. But there were just too many complications that could be going on. Um, and so uh, they just said that sh they weren't sure she was going to recover well anyway, given her age. Like I said, of uh, 14, yeah. almost 15, she was a nine pound wiener dog. So um, a, uh, a a 14 foot or a 12 foot drop or 15 foot drop or whatever it was, was, was a pretty big one. Um, yeah. So yes, so we did have to put her down. So um, it was a pretty rough night um, and kind of an odd morning, um, but uh, we all stayed home. She had her first day of school today. <laughs> She stayed no, home. Boy. Elementary school, just before people flip out. Elementary school, uh, and I think this is based off of CDC warnings and various other things. Elementary school kids do go to school because they argue that if they did telecom from home, most parents would have to opt for daycare instead, and that's going to put them in a situation where they are mingling with other kids anyway so may as well put them in an educational standpoint where they learn and mm -hmm. um and are, are more um regimented i think it's middle school so autumn's third grade uh by sixth grade um they're letting them do it from home but like a sixth grader you can usually leave at home or self-guide and so um that's that's partially why so um that's why elementary school kids would go to school so she did not go to school today my wife and i both had to work today um we both took the day off um mm -hmm. And you can imagine, well, yeah, given it's a, COVID, it's not a good time for either of us to take off. But uh, but we were able to. So, hey, and pets are uh, family members. They are, they are, so, and and everybody understood that. Um, yeah. We don't get the grievance free day off that you do with no. uh, true family members. But uh, they, you know, she was well worth the the PTO. And my wife did some cool stuff. She did a painting. My wife's actually very artistically inclined. I jokingly said to my wife that if uh, a crime were to happen and I had to give a composite sketch from my own hands, yeah, yeah. it'd be like, well, the stick figure with the comb over, I mean, that's either nobody or everybody. <laughs> 
So, Man. Uh, whereas well, my wife is is quite artistic, so we have a a new uh, abstract painting of um, of of Danny, uh, forever ingrained in our kitchen now. So Danny. Yeah, we have two dogs, Jack and Daniels, and Daniels was um, a dog that was weaned. Uh, this is kind of tragic, but not that bad because it's passed a long time ago, but we got Daniels, originally Daniels, and um, this is why you don't go to breeders. The breeder was just interested in cranking dogs and weaned the dog too early, so it suffered from failure to thrive because it had been pulled from its mom. They told us the dog was 12 weeks old, and then when it was having trouble, we took it into the vet, and the vet's like, this is like a six-week-old dog that was yanked from its mother, and so... Let that be a lesson to those who either adopt, which is the preferred method, but I understand that not all dog breeds are easy to find in an adoption circumstance. So if you absolutely are particular about your dog or cats and you want to go with somebody who breeds, just make sure it's reputable, it's a known breeder, and they're doing things on the up and up. So do your research. It's worth it. Um, and uh, and so when we got Danny, she was a true rescue. She was a puppy mill mother. So she was a producer. And she was about three and a half years old, and she was rough. And we found her, uh, she was doing a tour of different pet shops with the um, the adoption agency. Mm-hmm. And she would poop everywhere. She was scared of everybody. She was real haggard in looks and, um, and, and was a very difficult dog. And uh, we rescued her. And had her for 11 years until yesterday. And um, she lived a very, very great life. She learned to cuddle with people. She domesticated and everything. So she had a very good life uh, while she was uh, with us. So so that's a good thing. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, again, she was like a week from being euthanized when we rescued her. Um, so, so, yeah, so... So she's she she will be missed, but uh, she was called Danny because um, Daniels seemed to be bad. We were taking that dog's name, so uh, Jack and Danny so named because I said that they were both black and they're both black and tan wiener dogs. Jack is still with us. Um, uh, Jack's eleven, just in case people want to know the ages. Um, and I said they look like little Jack Daniels bottles, and so that's why they were Jack and Danny. So. Uh, we'd de- we'd de- dedicate this show to Danny. Yes, yes, she was uh, <laughs> she was a haggard, mean old lady. But she was uh, she was our haggard, mean old lady. That's and right. uh, and cool. and again, I, I I said to my wife like um, she when when she did pass, um, she was uh, she had been on pain medication, so she was relaxed. That dog was very skittish from her previous life, and so that dog was almost never relaxed. And so I said she was very relaxed beforehand, and she was surrounded by us and covered in blankets. And um, she, they said that because she wasn't like moving around physically, that her injuries didn't really, you know, affect her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then uh, everything's very peaceful. So, uh, like I said, it was it was sad, but things, you know, right? Uh, things took their course, and uh, now, uh, you know, my daughter, who's almost nine, so she's a little older. Um, you know, she's working through processing that, and my wife's handling it too, uh, and of course, me in our own ways. Um, but we're. We're starting to get to that point where it's like, okay, we need to try to realign, get back into society. That doesn't mean we can't miss her, but it does mean we've got to get back into the swing of things. And, you know, tomorrow's Thursday. So, you know, weekend's right around the corner. And uh, Labor Day, I took four days. So, um, you know, there's there's some, there's some re- rest and relaxation coming up. And today was a good just readjustment day. Trees, I haven't done this in forever. No gym, no leaving the house. Mm-hmm. no shower 
Oh, boy. I just sat around in my PJs most of the day drinking water or coffee and uh, playing video games pretty much all day. Although for me, playing video games all day is playing for like four hours. I know some people would laugh at four hours. Like that's a daily thing. But um, four four to six hours of today was spent doing that. And as I don't know if this happened to you, but um, because it's a lot of people who we got a lot of people in our lives, especially friends that are big like pet lovers. Mm -hmm. And so um, (laughs) at like noon, some friends showed up and um, and she brought pizza. And so while we were eating the pizza, uh, we got a ring on our doorbell and uh, my wife went outside and some friends were driving away and they delivered um, some Asian food. (laughs) And then we brought that in, put it in the fridge and we were like, I guess that's dinner. And then like shortly after that, we got another doorbell ring and it was tuna casserole. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) It sounds like the week I had uh, when I got separated from my first wife. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, there was uh, there was that n- nobody delivered alcohol, which was what I was really uh, looking for yesterday. Um, and I won't lie, I I, uh, I did the drink to remember, not to forget thing. I, uh, I I had a couple for for Danny late last night and uh, poured some out in the yard, um, but uh, but none today, none today. Today was about uh, get eating terribly, and then there were also desserts. There was mm-hmm. some cookies involved. There may or may not have been some cake. I uh, not cake, cake ice cream. So like cake flavored ice cream mm. with chunks in it. Um, so yeah, yeah, heavy well, day. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry to hear about your loss, man. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I, I you'll recover. I feel. Well, and again, Autumn's going back to school tomorrow. Um, she's got cheerleader practice. She's already been doing that for a couple weeks, and they actually social distance them at cheerleading. I think I talked about that before, and I heard that tomorrow's going to be a bit of a hell of a day for me, so uh, I'll get to focus on work again <laughs> um, to keep my mind off stuff for a while. So, but yeah. So, uh, and, and aside from that I had a couple other things but why don't we switch over to you to kind of bring things up and then I've got some positive things to talk about that I did this week that wasn't gaming so well we're going to do a um, a live uh, taste test right now Frank. oh okay so I'm going to send you a picture on your phone okay. I'll text it to you because I bought this now it's it's a coffee flavored beverage okay. beer not a big okay. coffee drinker I don't like real coffee, but I don't mind coffee-flavored stouts. Mm-hmm. But I was reading this Ooh. can, right? And it's like, it says all this stuff about it being steeped, like cold-brewed coffee. Mm-hmm. Without, and then I got to thinking, did I just buy, like, alcoholic-flavored, like, espresso shot? Or is this actually, like, a stout? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'll actually be a stout. It does say an authentic okay. cold brew coffee stout. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the record, Trees is drinking Two Roads. Espressway. Espressway, yeah. Felt like espresso, not the express. Right. Yeah, not an expressway, an espressway. So. And it says it says cold steeped 
What does it say on there? What I sent you? It doesn't yeah. say on the cans that I'm holding. But Ethiopian it's like, Sumatran blend, which is a that's a good that's a good uh, like coffee blend, right? richer, medium dark mm-hmm. um, mix. And uh, Boulevard out here does a cold brew steeped coffee stout, and that okay. tastes more like a stout than coffee. But it's definitely got an unapologetic flavor of coffee. So, so I'm curious your thoughts. In oatmeal stout, so I'm like. Let's taste it, because I'm like, is this going to be... It should be more stout than coffee if they did it right. Yeah, because all of a sudden I got this... I paranoid when I got home, and I'm like, do you understand, like, mm-hmm. did I just buy just cold coffee that has alcohol in it? Right, no, that's not what... That would be a bad thing, so hopefully that's yeah. not what this is. <laughs> let's, see what, let's see what we got here. Oh, that's good, Fred. There you go. Okay, I was like, he didn't spit it out. <laughs> that's really good. Good. That's really good. There you go. They did it right. Oh, that's a good balanced blend. Yeah, that's kind of creamy. That's what you want. It's almost. It's so coffee. It's almost chocolatey. There you, you know go. It. Yeah, that's a good stout then. Yeah, where it's like it's it's such a deep coffee flavor that it's on the cusp of chocolate. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Um, Right, I, I am not indulging tonight because I did indulge last night, and it wasn't really the quantity as much as I this one. Well, I drank it like eleven thirty last night. Usually, I wouldn't start that late. <laughs> so well, here you go, here you yeah. go, Danny. This one's for you. There you go. Taking me a sip. and I'm drinking coffee, so there you go. Oh yeah, I like that. So like that. pour one out for Danny. Um, um yeah, yeah. Otherwise, than, otherwise than me drinking this beer right now, mm-hmm. I gotta say. I'm trying to think, trying to think. Been a pretty bland week, man. As far mm-hmm. as stuff, I'm, I'm trying to think. Did I do anything? Did we had a weekend go by. I don't know if you were oh, busy. Oh yeah, I did. I did go to a drive-in. Oh, there you go. But not a drive-in theater. It was like a makeshift in the high school parking lot. Like oh okay. Town, town, you know, lift the spirits sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, was, it was, was fun. They had a big inflatable screen and a and a like an old man DJ that they hired for some nice. reason who had the big DJ kit and all the lights. And he just sat in a fold up chair with a giant American flag <laughs> and yes. just like said weird shit in between his songs and all his songs. Mm-hmm. They weren't really songs. You know, it'd be like the, it had only played like a minute of everything. Right, he didn't have the license to actually. Between, so he would play like a minute of the Rocky theme. Mm hmm. Right, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then yeah, then he'd start playing like um, the song from uh, Moana. Oh, okay, he'd go here you go, and it made me laugh because he'd go here comes some Moana, <laughs> and then it played that for thirty seconds and turned. So that was it. That made me laugh. I I looked at the you know everybody's social distance, all the cars, you know, but I looked right, over right. for people tailgated. And I was like, and I said, this guy's great. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's the best thing <laughs> I've ever heard. Um, so, did you guys? Was it he just played loud enough for you to hear with your windows down, or did they pump stuff to the radio? So the DJ, there was speakers, right? Because he was okay. just like doing crowd work before until it got dark out. Mm-hmm. And then the movie you tuned into like an FM station. Gotcha. You know, okay. Yeah. FM yeah. stations are barren now. Yeah, <laughs> like the good old '80s. There's there's plenty so, of room for yeah, of room. for a free yeah. FM station. For the, the audio track of Trolls too. <laughs> Hell yeah! And uh, you know we went we we picked up a bunch of pizzas and junk food. Nice. And my daughter brought a friend and my son and everybody. 
I was dreading it. Like I was mm-hmm. like, this is going to be the worst. You know what I mean? In mm-hmm. my mind, I'm like, this is going to be, you know, because my daughter with her issues, I'm like, she's not going to want to go. She's going to complain. Devin's going to be a maniac because he can't sit still. I'm like, ah. I just, I just don't think, and I was wrong. I was, I was wrong. And I Isn't that admit, great to be wrong though on that particular and, subject? And, yeah. And everything just went smooth. We parked in the back because we have a minivan. So mm-hmm. open the hatch and the kids sat in the back. Go. I actually, my wife sat in one of the side doors because it was one of those weird rules where it was uh, everybody could be outside their car mm-hmm. before the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like mingling mm-hmm. and stuff. And you just had to wear a mask if you went to the porta potties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when, once the movie started, everybody had to be in their cars. In a weird way, I felt it should have been the opposite. Right. That w- I would agree. Right when the movie starts, everybody can pop out some chairs. Because at least you know off. people are focusing and like not mingling. Yeah. You're more prone to mingle beforehand. Yeah. So you know the the. the well, they didn't want to hurt the back. DJ's feelings. I don't know. All the kids sat in the back, and then um, my wife sat in the side door, and then I sat in the front seat playing uh, Angry Birds two on there my phone uh, because I've seen Trolls two mm-hmm. like twenty times, and I could see it in the side mirror. Perfect. There you go. There you go. And uh, I was in control of turning the radio back on because mm. our minivan has like a safety shut off for the battery. Yep. Every like 15 minutes, it would just turn everything off because it's like, yep. hey, you left the radio on, fuck face. So I was there and then I would be yelled at every 15 minutes to turn the power back on. That was my job. That's there a dad go. job. That was That's the dad a, that job. That is a dad job. Yep. I sat there and I um, played Angry Birds 2 and uh, – did my daily matches on uh, Yahtzee with, with buddies. There you go. <laughs> that's, what there I you go. that's what I did to kill the time. Um, <laughs> I think that's, that's all I did this week, to be honest. Let's yeah. see. Well, mine involves movies also. So the, the theaters reopened. And I know there's a lot of people with a lot of opinions. And I don't give yeah, a shit I'm about jealous. anyone's opinion, not that's even my, opinion, my own. Because nothing's <laughs> open around here. So... so uh, around here, AMC reopened. Uh, a lot of other theaters had already reopened, but AMC opened its doors. And I think I described this already, but I'll just do it briefly. They basically blocked off everything around you. So um, it, no matter how many seats you bought, basically every seat surrounding you in, in front of you, to the sides of you, and behind you is blocked off. And they stopped when they sold 30% of the theater, regardless of how many you know seats were still open. Right. And then you would schedule time in trees. You'll be happy to know. We had our scheduled time for our bucket of popcorn. And we were wondering how they were going to handle butter and salt. My wife is like, I could do this for the rest of time. They turned off all the dispensers and everything. Right. Uh, and all the soda fountains and everything. Like, you know, all the cynical people are like, oh, of course, they just threw everything on there and you go crazy. No, that's not true. But if you didn't order in advance, they did have ways around that. But basically, you would have a social distance line with a bunch of dots. And no, there weren't that many people. And they would just have quick solutions for everything. So when you got the bucket of corn, you were like, hey what about the butter and the salt and they were like oh right over here and there was an attendant who had a mountain of single cups like uh ramekins you know to go ramekins full of salt and um and butter uh Mm -hmm. that she would just hand you nice so 
And then napkins? What about napkins? Oh, well, funny you should mention it. We are going to issue you napkins at the checkout, and then you will bring them into the movie with you. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did have um, uh, fountain drinks and ices available, even if you hadn't ordered in advance. But if you ordered in advance, they just had it ready for you. So my daughter's uh, blue icy, she bounced back and forth between red and blue to the point that it was driving me nuts in the days leading up to the movie. But uh, we did eventually get her a... uh, a, a blue icy so she did get cool. to enjoy that and i did two movies this weekend because i'm part okay. of the a-list so the first movie was free this was for me um mm-hmm. which was on saturday okay. my wife was on call so she could have been called into work but wasn't so i did go to this myself it was in the imax and it's uh train to busan peninsula uh the series is called train to busan this particular one was called peninsula are you familiar movie? with the train to busan movie it's zombies on a train. Yeah, it's right? a Korean zombie film. And for those wondering, yes, it's on Netflix right now. You can mm-hmm. go watch the original from 2016 right now. And it's about a zombie outbreak in Korea. Um, and it's kind of the Koreans handling how they would do it. So this is the sequel. Whereas the first one was kind of more like they're trapped on a train during the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So there's a little snow piercer to it. Yeah. The sequel is actually, uh, and I think this is in the trailer, but if it's not, these aren't spoilers. These are things you're told as like the opening credits roll to kind of establish the movie. Is uh, completely new characters. All the characters from the previous movie are, are you know, the, the few that made it um, are, are not in it. Um, it's four years after the first one. The, apoc- the, the zombie outbreak has happened, and they decided that the only way to properly quarantine, because it stemmed from Korea was to, they, they managed to quarantine and isolate people and dropped them, I believe, in Korea. And then Korea has become now known as the peninsula because mm-hmm. it's not a country anymore because no one per se lives there. Mm-hmm. And um, for reasons that the movie explains, a group of people have to go into the peninsula to seek something. And it's got a, a little bit of a Mad Max vibe to it because, of course, there are people who... Uh, are brutal enough to establish societies uh, in Korea if they were still on the island once the outbreak hit. So um, they encountered those people. So uh, it was a good movie. Um, Way too long of the ending. The movie ends and then you have 15 minutes of like bullshit. Um, (laughs) But that's fine. That's fine. It It was enjoyable anyway. And there were very few people in this movie. I've never been in an IMAX theater that had, oh, maybe 25 people. I could have fucking played basketball in the space that there was between me and the the next person who I noticed. I don't even think my whole row had anybody but me in it. And the rows are like 30 seats because it's like an IMAX. So that one felt safe. And yes, they do make you have your mask on at all times, even while watching the movie. It was pretty funny because... um, like out of the nine, ten people that were there, I could just see them. They were all lower than me. I I tend to sit a little higher in the theater. Um, they all had their masks off, and then there was a fun little trailer that started at the beginning before all the actual trailers, and it was like, we'd like to remind you that unless you are actually putting popcorn, food, or drink in your mouth at the moment, you need to wear a mask at all times. And you know what? No one bitched, no one whined, no one booed, nobody ignored it. People just politely put their masks on and we called it a day. Nice. Um, 
I think they, I think there is a very true fear and I really don't care why people do it, but I think there was a very true fear that, you know, if this doesn't work out, they're going to reclose the theaters and people don't want that. So especially these people who are there right away. So, um, then the next day on Sunday, we went and saw Empire Strikes Back. Nothing special. uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was nothing special. It wasn't the 4K presentation. It wasn't. Uh, it was the one from the newest Blu-rays, right? So there were all the changes. It not only had the special edition stuff, but it also had like the new Emperor and everything in it. Um, mm-hmm. But it was largely. It's largely the same movie, right? And it was just and- fun to go into the theater and see it. And again, that one was like a smaller theater. It was one of the side theaters, and um, eh, I think there might have think- been a dozen people in the whole theater. I, I think out of all the redos of the original Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. Empire is the less egregious out of the three. Yes. You know what I mean? I think they yes. put the Bonneville snowman guy in there in the beginning, but it's not badly done. He actually looks pretty sick. And he was in the special edition. Like, I kind of like that one because in the original movie, I get the whole, like, you don't know what the Wampa really looks like and you don't know what it's kind of doing. Mm -hmm. But it was, when I was a kid, it was disorienting. I didn't understand that scene, right? Like, you see Luke come down and you see something, but you see it from its perspective. And then you see, like, the the furry arm hit the ground and then Luke runs and you have no idea what just happened. Whereas in this, it's very clear he cuts the arm off, the thing's pissed off, you know? (laughs) Um, Pretty evil. Looking, I was sitting there eating. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's eating the tauntaun. So yeah. Then otherwise, I don't remember much other. They don't do much. The the emperors so. changed. It's it's the it's not the old emperor uh, that was in the original movies. It's the the new one from uh, the prequels. But uh, mm-hmm. otherwise, um, well, the, if you see yeah. the original Empire, I think mm-hmm. it's uh, Empire in the original original ones. Um, they had given him weird makeup around his eyes, like these yes. big things and, and they tried to black it out in the old mm-hmm. version by painting it so when yes. you used to watch those movies as a kid at least me i'm older than you like that was always something you noticed this weird sort of magic marker that was oh, yeah. like scribbling yeah, around no, his head. i totally so, noticed that you could see through yeah. the snow speeders also when they were flying around you could, you could see through them it, yeah. so there are some enhancements yeah. um i and and autumn's seen those because i have those uh harmy despecialized editions that exist yeah. where they basically took the Blu-rays and the HD, uh, you know, normal, you know, original theatrical versions and like spliced together a full movie in like 720p. And so she's seen those. Um, she's she's fine either way. She doesn't really care. But Empire's just a fun movie. Like if you've like she'd seen them all before, and it's just a fun movie to go see. Um, Unlike the other movies, it doesn't have too much of a pacing issue. Those other two movies have, like, slight pacing issues. The most boring parts of Empire is probably Dagobah, and even those aren't that bad because he's doing his training and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. the pacing just keeps going. It's the shortest of the movies. Well, it's two hours it's, flat, so. Dagobah's bad when you've seen it for the hundredth time. But when you're a kid right. and you see it for the first time, it was the best. It was All awesome. that it was stuff Yoda. being alive. And it's hilarious yeah. to watch R2 get eaten and spewed out. And Yoda's hilarious. He's he is just, funny in that. Yeah. Oh, man. And you do, you, like I said, it's it's very enjoyable. My daughter, just to be nice and dramatic, she totally knew. But she gasped when he revealed that he was mm-hmm. <laughs> Vader's father. And I yeah, saw yeah, some yeah. kid, like two rows in front of us, kind of turn around. And you know that kid was thinking, wow, she... Her parents just never told her. <laughs> I do. I always remember. I always remembered, and, I, and still to this day, when when I watch Empire in any of the Star Wars movies, I'm just like, 
they're always falling down tubes. Like there's tubes oh, yeah. everywhere. And the tubes make no sense, like what they are or what they're for. Like the tube he falls out of at the bottom of Cloud City, mm-hmm. like you're like, what is that? Like, why is that there? What How would do you that get serve you? <laughs> what it yeah. just opens up to nothing and he just yeah. falls out onto a, a goddamn antenna. You're like, what is that for? <laughs> I don't know what that's for. <laughs> that is for the ending of the movie. I think <laughs> so the you Empire, can see his hand fly out. <laughs> half the Empire would still be alive now if they just got rid of endless tubes. Because all <laughs> of them fall true. into them and die. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're, so also, they're also universally... I think Jedi even has some guilt in, uh, in Endor in those underground systems. But universally, it's how our heroes escape. Right? <laughs> if you had no garbage chute, and why would you need a garbage chute on a prison detention block anyway? Like, how much garbage is really coming out of the detention block? These are people who are stuck in cells. You it's know. funny. They never learned their lesson because yeah. they, cause they even had one in uh, Starkiller Base because that's what yeah, they, Han Solo fell into. It's like they're still making them like that. Yeah, yeah. Why are you guys still making nobody, nobody learned poops? <laughs> like, you would assume that Princess Leia escape would have been infamous by at least Jedi. And they were like, okay, this is what they did last time. This is how they got her out. Why are you guys we... standing over it? Why is there a thin bridge over that thing? Is that a reactor? <laughs> what is that? What's that go to? I do not understand. Well, and my daughter, actually, the you know how, like, kids, uh, people, the more you watch a movie, the more you catch on to new things. My daughter was catching on to the extremely large amount of imperial um, like leadership that got killed in Empire. Like she never realized how many people Vader chokes out in that movie. Yeah, he's not happy with anybody. <laughs> no. And I said, she goes, "What? Why is he doing that? And how do they keep replacing them so fast? These people they are in charge." A lot of people in the first one. It's yeah. really tough. To, temp agencies in the Empire. <laughs> There's, it's slim pickets. Well, so I told my my daughter, and I don't know if you've seen it, Trees, but I was like, um, there's a robot chicken episode that delightfully explains what happens to these people that Vader's choking out. And yeah. I said, but unfortunately, you're not old enough to see yeah. robot chicken yet. Can you imagine that? Um, Empire contacts you finally for a job. Temp agency, we got something for you. Good news and bad news. <laughs> what is it? What do you want first? It's like, well, the guy you're replacing with- was killed yeah. coming out of light speed too fast. <laughs> you're going to be pushing a bunch of uh, lights suspended above an endless r- pit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, um, but uh, that's awesome, though. I'm glad that's those movies are so much fun in in a theater. They were, they were, and again, like I said, there was like a dozen people in probably a theater that had like 40, 50 seats, mm-hmm. and nobody was that close to each other. Um, and they do some sort of cleaning thing. They went into a big thing about how they negative chamber out like the air would between each showing. Uh, and they are only doing two showings a day and they're putting two hours between them. So I'll give mm-hmm. it to them. They, they seem to be doing stuff. And, um, I, I was having, I was having some, some mild issues with like my eyes acting up and I come to find out that I think it was a reaction to the stuff they clean the seats with. Maybe. Um, so it in. might it might melt my eyes, but uh, apparently it'll nail COVID. <laughs> but okay. uh, yeah, but they yeah, so. on man. It's yeah, like, you can't see your eyes. You start to eyes start to dry out. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so that was that was that. And then the last thing was uh, the wife and I started watching. Uh, I don't know if you have Netflix, but we started watching that new series, uh, High Score, um, which is that things about it. 
Yeah, and you know, I I'm here to say um, the the criticisms I've heard are understandable, which is like if you know the thorough parts of history, right. they really glaze over some stuff. There's one time where they dance around. the The best example I can give is the second episode's all about first episode's all about Atari and the arcades in the late '70s, early '80s, and then understandably, the next one is all about um, the NES. The third episode's all about role-playing games or RPGs because those hit with the SNES and become mm-hmm. video games. So that makes sense. Um, and those are the three I've seen. I think there's five episodes. So they're about 45 minutes apiece. But yeah, the parts that that like you can understand why they get criticized is, for example, they talk all about Nintendo of America, right? Because Nintendo... I actually just released an episode this last weekend right. with Eli yep. about Nintendo taking over North America. I had no idea that this was out at the same time. So chalk it up to timing uh i would i would release that episode which we actually recorded a week earlier i released that episode only to find out like right after that 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 was like sitting on netflix but for example they talk all about the onslaught and coming over and taking it over and they even go so much as to talk about like the man who came over from japan to establish nintendo of america but they don't just say his name was minoru arakawa and he was Hiroshi Yamauchi, the head of Nintendo's son-in-law. And it was like the bitch job he gave his son-in-law so that he knew his wife could be financially, or his daughter could be financially set with her husband. And he also didn't like the guy much. And so it gave him a chance to prove himself, but also get him out of his face. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's weird that they go out of their way to talk to you about like who the marketing director was and who, you know, Kirby, the, uh, the lawyer who got him out of stuff is and who, you know, um, Howard Lincoln is to start Nintendo Power. They talk about everyone involved but Minoru Arakawa, and it's just weird that they leave him out. Or it's just weird that they don't talk about certain obvious aspects you would go to. And so I can understand that criticism. But if you... Or, or like they talk about the Nintendo World Championships, and I don't know about you, Trees, but if you study that, everybody knows that the person who won those championships was named Thor Ackerman, and it was <laughs> great because his name was Thor, mm-hmm. right? But I don't think they could get him for the movie. So they instead got the guy who won the under 11-year-old one and talk about him. And, you know, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but it's very clear his <laughs> proudest day was that day. And was everything's day. been downhill he's never, since. He's never yeah. recovered. He's bald. He seems yeah. awkward. He doesn't. He seems to have a pretty boring job in the real world. I don't know. I don't even know if he's married. Um, but, like... It's, so it's weird what's left out, right? Or what they focus on. And of course, it's because those are the people who would talk to them and stuff. Yeah. Um, or like they talk all about be, Shigeru Miyamoto, but they couldn't talk to him, right? That must like, be frustrating for you. Like maybe someone just watching it, like me and my wife watched it, she wouldn't even know. But someone like you, well, that must drive you nuts. You Actually, know it doesn't drive anything. me nuts, but no. it does drive a lot of my peers nuts. And so that's where I'm like, it didn't drive me nuts, but I can understand why it would drive someone nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, they do interesting deep dives with who they can get, though, and that's what I really liked. So in the first one, they talked to the guy who made Space Invaders, right. and he is like an 80-year-old dork. And mm-hmm. so, like, it was really cool to see him pull out this falling apart notebook and show you the grid paper where he designed the aliens, mm. right? And and they talked to the woman who won the Space Invaders 
Atari 2600 championships in 1980. And so it's kind of cool to, to like see that stuff. Right, and she's right. got, all, she's all personality. And so she is really fun. Whereas the other guy wasn't so much fun. Um, and I get the perspective, like it's the creators and the players, right? And they, they do the same thing in the second one. They talk to Hip Tanaka, who I don't know if you know him, but he's the guy who basically made all the sound effects and music for some of the most iconic uh, Nintendo games. Like he's the reason Nintendo kind of has that, or Nintendo games kind of have that sound to them, right? And he's the one who came up with the goofy, squishy sounds Mario makes in Donkey Kong when he's walking back and forth and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was really cool to talk to him and you see him now. He's like this old club DJ and he's still like cooler than everybody else. Like my yeah, wife yeah. even said that. She goes, this man looks like he's in his late 60s, early 70s and he's, I can already tell he's cooler than I am. Um, <laughs> and I was like, well, his name is Hip Tanaka. Like, I mean, yeah. how do you how do you yeah. overcome that? Um, but uh, but yeah, so I actually, if you go into it with no expectations, right? If I, I went into episode two, I went into episode one with no expectations because I'd heard mixed things. But when I went into episode two, I was like, okay, this is going to be a, about the NES and this is going to tell the very story I just released an episode on and went real deep with. And so I'm just going to check my expectations at the door and I'm not going to be that person who's constantly talking over the documentary with my Mm -hmm. wife. Now, I would mention stuff like, oh, that guy's name is Hip Tanaka because they never say that. They give his full formal name. And I said, they should mention that he likes to call himself Hip. Hip. Like that's his name (laughs) and stuff like that. And so that's where I could see people getting annoyed or like... The marketing woman for Nintendo claiming she was responsible for like a lot of their successes. And it's like, bitch, no. Actually, a lot of people didn't like you. You are notorious in Davis Chef's book that people didn't like you. And I'm sure she had some really smart ideas. And she was single-handedly responsible for the layout of Nintendo Power. And I don't know about you, Trees, but as a young Nintendo Power reader, she did know how to create a layout that made me hungry to continue reading that magazine. So... You know, again, she's not without her merits, but you watch this thing and she's kind of put up on a pedestal like she is the quintessential core of Nintendo's success in America. And it's simply Mm. not true. Um, But again, if you go into it with no expectations, I think you'll find it incredibly entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll get to it. I'm deep into Mm -hmm. a uh, binge watching Narcos right now. So I get get that. So once I'm done with that. Yeah, yeah, uh, take your time. But, like, my wife even said, like, I was like, do you want me to wait for you before I watch the rest of these? And she said, yes, please. So um, so my wife's actually quite fascinated by it. And for her, it's really fascinating to see stuff like how this stuff came to pass. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, my favorite thing that she said, and then I promise we can move on, but my favorite thing she said... I just had no idea she didn't know about this. She saw they 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 show you the first Nintendo power pack that came out uh in 1985 in New York which had um Rob the Robot and she mm-hmm. goes, "What the hell is that?" And I said, "You don't know about Rob?" Rob the Robot. And she I she goes, "No." And I was like, "Oh yeah, it stands for like robotic something buddy." And she goes, "Robotic buddy? That's that's why he's Rob?" And I said, "Yeah." And I and she goes, you're kidding me. Is this thing, this is real? Like the robot moved? I said, yeah, it moved. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. It, it rotated back and forth and dropped discs. And yeah. she goes, really, is that thing expensive right now? And I said, oh, yeah. You, Working ones start at like 400 bucks. I can get goes, you a, a Rob the Robot Amiibo for 10 bucks if you want. I have them. a Rob, I have both actually. Did you know I have the Famicom Rob and the regular Rob? I Amiibo? think I have the, I think I have the Famicom one. That's the great, the, the more tannish one, right? 
Uh, it's uh, red and gold and stuff. Ah, yeah. okay. I don't have that one. I have the regular one then. The gray one. I have the regular gray one. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually the more rare one. The the uh, Famicom one was supposed to be only released in Japan, and then when they saw people pre-ordering them in Japan, like Nintendo reacted late and then like flooded the U.S. market with the Japan the Famicom one. Mm. Um, so I don't know, but she had no idea about Rob. And then she was looking up. She goes, "Do you have Rob?" And I said, "Oh no, no, no." Now you gotta and get one. Of course, she was like, "Well, why don't you have one?" Yeah, why not? And I said, well, first of all, they're, they're 400 working, something at the speed that I would care for is five or 600. And that's a little high for anything I would ever buy as a single entity for my collection. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, I said, before I tell you what Rob is, what did you think he did? <laughs> yeah. And she goes, well, he played the game with you, right? And I said, okay, but like how? And she goes, oh, I imagine two ways. He's got his little prongs out there, so I doubt he would do this because this would take a lot of work, but I'm guessing you don't put a controller in his hand and he plays it. And I said, no, no, you definitely don't do that. And she goes, no, and I didn't expect that. She goes, I assumed he would just plug him into the controller port and he would just play, but he would just like make little funky noises and kind of like move around a little bit, but he would play like an AI. And I said, you know, even that's a cool idea, but that's not what he did either. No. And she goes, what would he do? And I said, he would literally drop discs uh, to either open doors <laughs> or assist you in three games. Three games. And I don't think you need him for any of those three games if you want no. to play them with controllers. I said, I think Gyromite's the only one that might require Rob, and I don't even think it's requiring him. I do think Gyromite was sold on its own so you can play it with two controllers. And she goes, oh, okay. And she goes, Man, he looked so much cooler when I didn't know what he did. He is cool. <laughs> I, said, I said, the power glove's the same way. And I said, you know about the power glove, right? And she looks at me and she goes, you've forced me to watch The Wizard like a dozen times. Yes, I know what the power glove is. <laughs> she goes, but Rob wasn't in The Wizard. And I said, yeah, no, he had failed way before The Wizard. <laughs> Poor Rob. <laughs> Poor Rob. So... And they don't go into Rob, for the record. They just show him briefly. Like, my wife was just like, wait, what's the fucking robot? <laughs> yeah. He's ahead of his so, time. Poor Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Way ahead of his time. So, uh, but yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's about all I've been doing. Uh, nice. Just trying to stay sane and, and, and also playing games, of course, but we'll get mm-hmm. into those. So, right. ready to move to the what you've been playing portion oh, of the show? Boy, it's been playing? a weird week. It's been a weird week. Has it? For sure, you know I um I, t- I I I played a lot of No Man's Sky still. Um, mm-hmm. I saw that. Saw I've some have, screenshots. Having issues. Okay. As far as like I'm not sleeping, like it's affecting my sleep. Oh. As in, like you're not sleeping because you're distracted. <laughs> like I'm up too late. Uh huh. Like it's still happening. It was happening the last time I talked to you, but it's definitely still happening. Where I'm just like getting to bed and going, little oh, boy. That was dumb. I got so, <laughs> why am I, I playing this so late? Oh, like when you go to bed, you were fine with it until you actually laid down and realized that you're going to get like five, six hours yeah. and then you're, yeah. Yeah, less than six hours. And I'm like, ooh. Mm. Okay. I always cut myself off at about six and a half hours. I'm like, I know, okay, if I, I go to bed right now. I know, but there's always one more thing I got to get done. And then I started uh, base buildings. Because when I originally built my base, I didn't like where it was. Mm-hmm. Uh I started building it and I just didn't like it. And then um, it was having a weird glitch out 
thing where so your your mining tool you can switch it to like a terraforming tool now when they mm, added base okay. building so you can flatten out terrain so you can just like it will just make it will like put a grid on the ground it will flatten the whole area for you so you can All build right. build a base and I did that right and then I put my base down and then I was messing around with like the there's also the what's it called the um reconstruct tool or something but you can build up mountains too and i hit that by accident a few times and it, it built up like little peaks everywhere around my base like through the floor and stuff you know glitching mm-hmm. through the floor and so i flattened it all out but then every time i'd come back to my base those spikes would be back all throughout my base like through the floors it like Whoa. wouldn't and i'd flatten it and save it but it, for whatever reason, it wouldn't take something was glitchy and it just wouldn't take. Like it wouldn't remember that I flattened it. So I hated that base. I'm like, I hate this base. So I finally found a nice planet and I started building my base. And then before I knew it, it was like, uh, you know, like 1 30 in the morning. I was like, fuck. Oof. Jesus. Oof. But, um, you know, I posted some more pictures near the beginning of the week because I, I actually played it right after we talked more. Like the mm-hmm. day or two after the last show than I did sort of leading up to the end of the week. Um, but something funny happened, um, and I posted a video of it. I don't know if you've seen it, um, but I was mining a rock, and then... <laughs> oh, yeah, and then the, the it guy just pops like, out? Yeah. It just like popped up with spider legs and ran away, <laughs> like the that. rock. Now, that that seems funny, but what you don't understand is that has never happened in the hundreds of hours among different games I've played, right? Well, now you can't say that. In in my it's it's almost like the the all the different systems and algorithms working in that game spawned its own life and the game didn't even know how to handle it because in that video you see me pop my visor on instantly, right? Cuz the thing was moving mm-hmm. fast and what the visor does is it will tell you what something is and if you can scan it. And when that thing popped up and I put my scanner on it, it doesn't register at all. It doesn't register as a rock. Right. It doesn't register as a new creature. So it didn't know what it was. It didn't because when you spawn into a planet, so when you, you're in a galaxy and you're gonna warp warp into an, a new galaxy, you go into that little like um you know, light speed sc- screen, sort of where you're like, you know, in a in a tunnel of light. Mm-hmm. And you'll be you'll hang there for like up to a minute, because what it's doing is it's you know the algorithms are cr- creating the place you're jumping to, right? It's making right. all the planets, it's making all the animals, it's it's making all the shit. So when you get there, everything's there, right? Nothing has to load in like you're there, right? Yeah. So it knows when it's making a rock, how many trees it's making, it knows what, what creatures it's making because it's giving them all names and stuff. So I find it real weird that that creature popped up and it was not on any list. It didn't register right. as anything. And I'm just like, that's odd, man. That's like that's like the game spawned its the own game's baby. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It is that's not it supposed to be fun. doing that. And that yeah. thing ran. <laughs> I couldn't shoot it. I couldn't do nothing with it. It just took off. It was so, f- that was weird. It was cool. That was a cool skid the so shit weird. out of me. You can almost see how my yeah. my controller just like jumps and stops. Yeah. Like what the fuck? What? Because I because when you're mining like that, you're on autopilot, right? You're not even like oh yeah expecting anything. You're and like, it was oh. like, don't kill me. It was like what the f- 
It was funny. That was an awesome moment. That was an awesome moment. Um, I, yeah, I bet. So, so that was No Man's Sky. That was my No Man's Sky story for this. That's week. the No Man's Sky moment for this week. Um, you know, the other stuff is, you know, still playing some Picross, still playing uh, some other things. Um, well, I lost my train of thought for a second. Um, Take your time. But you know, uh, I've been seeing all this stuff popping up all week about Flight Simulator, right? Microsoft ah, Flight yes. Simulator and all the fun mm-hmm. stories. And, and I said, I want to play a sim game. I don't have Flight Simulator. I go, let me look. Let me look what we got in Game Pass. And there it is, Fred, sitting right in front of me. Uh, Train World Sim 2020 <laughs> by Dovetail Games, the people that brought you the, the fishing simulator. Right. <laughs> the, same, the same people. So in Game Pass, uh, I think it's World Train Train Sim World, something like that, 2020. And it has like all these downloadable packs too in for free in the Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It's all different railroads. There you go. So um, I downloaded this thing and I was like, I'm going to get some train simming going on. I'm going to be, I, I'm going to ride the rails as they say, Fred. <laughs> Oh, I think they're referring to something else when they say ride the rails, but okay. That's true. But it will probably spawn from that because of how fucking boring driving a train is. Uh, I was going to... You know, I bet flying a plane, not much cooler, just more complicated. Yeah. But you know me, Fred. Uh, I'm not a quitter. No. So I put a couple hours into real train world sim 2020. <laughs> Uh, become quite quite proficient. Uh, I forget what the name of my my train is. Something six six the one six six the G six six. I don't remember what the fuck it is. That sounds um, more interesting than I would have ever guessed a train name. Is a bunch of trains. Is a bunch of trains, Fred. So in this pack, I download the initial pack, right? And it has three okay. trains in it, right? And I will give it to him. I will give it to him because I guess in this version because I, I did some research, uh, it's the first year that they added uh, uh, first-person uh, walking around mode. So you can walk around outside the trains. Nice. Uh, so Get wild. In trying to gamify it a little bit, uh, they actually hid this like, blank um, station maps and broken fence pieces in different stations so you can get out of your train and walk around and like find some collectibles if you want. If you want to do that, hmm. um, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, Hiding collectibles outside the train, give yeah, them something to do. Walk around. Uh, so I didn't know what I was g- expecting with this, right? <laughs> but I, th- I, it's I don't know what to say if I I don't dislike it, right? Uh. But, you know, they start you off slow, right? They get you familiar with the train and walking around. And then they they sit you in the train. And it's what you would think. Like most of the buttons do something. And they basically walk you through starting up the train and pressurizing the brakes. And, uh, you know, turn your headlights on. See, it already sounds and, uh, like you're doing a lot more than... Oh, you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot. There's a lot of buttons. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how to, it, there's a lot that goes into a train on making it go forward, Fred, and stopping it than just a gas pedal. 
<laughs> See, I never, I never thought it would be a gas pedal, but I definitely thought it would just be like a big crank, kind of like a boat. You ever mm. driven a boat? Yes. Where it's just like you push it forward and that's yes. forward. You yeah. pull it to the middle, that's well, neutral. Yeah. There's definitely, yeah. there's different gears of a throttle and then also reverse and, and all these things. Um, and then they sat you little, right? Like start it, get in there, hit these buttons, right? Load passengers. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, blow the horn, go. That's you know, always fun. You know how to read some of the signs because there are speed limit signs and stuff on on rails depending on where you're going. Nice. And you get up to a certain speed, and then they have you like, and then you complete that one, and then the next one they have you do it, but then you have to stop within certain area, and then Fred, then you graduate to like having a timetable. We have to pick up passengers and keep a schedule, make it to the oh, next shit. stop. Let them off. Let new people on. <clears throat> um, and then there's scenarios, Fred, where it's like go on. They get longer. Um, the scenarios get longer. Yeah. So those are real okay. quick ones, right? It takes you 50, like ten minutes to complete those. Uh, so then I got to one where it said, "We'll pick a train. It's going to be three trains at the station. They're all leaving at different times. They have a, a cl- like a, a clock you have to follow in the corner. That's your time, right? Because you got to okay. keep time with your schedule." You know, sure. it tells you when your train has to depart the station. So you have to make sure you got all your shit ready uh, for that moment. And there was three trains. And I said, you know, you pick either one you want. Just get in the, the what's the driver's seat? What would that be called? You think I'd know since I'm playing train? The conductor's seat? Yeah, I guess that, right? Uh, to me, that sounds like old timey, but I guess it would still be the conductor's cab, right? The conductor's know. chambers, maybe? Cab? Cab sound right? Train cab? I don't know. Yeah, sure. The front it's car. It's not a cockpit. I know that. <laughs> no. No, the cockpit is actually this new bar that opened up yeah. up the street. Uh. <laughs> well, here's what's funny, Fred, is I said, well, I'll pick this train. And I'm and sometimes things don't click with me right away because I'm an idiot. Sometimes I have like a, a – and I got in the, the, the seat. You know, I, actually, sorry, I – I just kept thinking about this. I believe, mm-hmm. having recently watched Back to the Future Part 3, right. that it's called The Conductor's Car. Okay. The con- but I, car. I, but that, that even, even that doesn't like roll off the tongue, right? Like, it's not like cockpit or like, you know, right. I don't know. But Probably why I can't remember it. Maybe they never even said. Maybe they just like, get in the Who seat knows? and drive, stupid. And so I, I, got, I got in the drive. The, the seat and ready to drive. And I sat there and then I realized that in front of me was a dead end. Like it was like backed up to like, you know, where you stop. And then my okay. time ran and I didn't depart and I failed. And that's because Fred, I'm a moron. And I forgot that there's a, a conductor's cab or whatever on each end of the train. So you on the rear and my brain was thinking there's only... You were in the butt. You yeah, were in, in the, the butt. Front, but I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm like, that's right. There's one on each end because trains can't fucking turn around. They can't do <laughs> no, three-point no, turns. Oh, God. So I started it up. Occasionally, and, there are ways they can turn around. But yes, trains most often will do a front and a back mm-hmm. uh, conductor's car or whatever. <sighs> so anyways, I started the scenario over and I got in the See? front. Game's challenging already. Sorry, See, it's, it's T. And, and I got in the front of the train. The, the proper facing, the quote unquote front of the train yeah the, the front at the moment of the train um, and uh, because I like a challenge Fred uh, I chose <laughs> yes the, clearly I chose 
the uh, 33-minute scenario. Ooh, because like my brain, real time, thirty-three minutes. Well, see, in my brain, I'm thinking surely it's it, they mean game time, thirty-three. Like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I load up, and to train them on, uh, the top speed is ninety miles per hour. That's as fast okay. as you can go. It would take you like five or six miles to get up the top speed in top because okay. it you know trains slowly, right? Yeah, they have to build train, momentum. I start moving. And it says you need to be in Stockwell or whatever the, the next station is. You need to be there at this time, right? 17 mm-hmm. minutes from now, you need to be there. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So I I'm following up, you. I, I, I bring the thing up, the fourth throttle, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going. And then uh, I, I crank, I open it up, right? <laughs> Put it in the seventh slot. And then now it's just, there it is. I'm chugging along. And it says you have like, you know, like 14 miles to go. Mm-hmm. And I have, uh, now I have uh, 16, 15 minutes to get there. And I realize, and then I start looking for the fast forward button, right? Like to make time go faster. Uh-huh. Because one would think, surely. No, one would not. Not with here. a game titled this. I would not think. But to be fair to you. Yes. I do believe both Truck Driving Simulator and Microsoft Flight Simulator Mm -hmm. do, and probably Farming Simulator as well, Mm -hmm. all do allow you to speed through the portion that you're now referring to. And, you know, you probably shouldn't in those games because you have to have more control. Like if you're driving a truck. Sure. When you're a train just going straight. You're just going. Barring some... Poor lady tied up on the tracks. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> and uh, no, no, that doesn't happen anymore. No, maybe I've got a sneaky to... suspicion that that never happened. And yet again, Hollywood hoists us. <laughs> maybe you run a dare over, lazy dare. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but let's face it, the conductor, even today, if that happens. Mm-hmm. You're just rolling with it. You can't derail a train by slamming the brakes so hard. No. To, no, you just pulverize no. it. Let me tell you this. I'll tell you this, a side tangent. Uh, somehow, I was going on my YouTube, right, at work, just scrolling mm-hmm. YouTube, and somehow something popped up in my feed, my suggestions. It said, um, what did it say? It said, plain wheels versus uh runway deer and i went what the what is this so i clicked on that and it was i know exactly what that video is it was a camera undermounted on a jumbo jet Mm -hmm. and uh it ran over a bunch of deer instantly (laughs) so quickly that it really was just a poof of of (laughs) what and i went oh that's what that was. Exactly what it said it was, and now, and then the plane, and now, the plane got the pink mist achievement. <laughs> and now every day when I turn my YouTube on, I have deer suicide videos. <laughs> Tons of them. Deer's jumping off highway overpasses. Deer's <laughs> and how did I know that there was a, an entire subgenre on YouTube of this kind of stuff. So I, looked, I knew that existed. I just never thought to it, wonder it, if it existed. If, no one, uh, if you doubt me, people listening right now, <laughs> put this on pause, go to your, open up your YouTube and type in deer suicide. 
and your world will be open to a whole new type of video of deer scared shitless jumping out of parking garages, jumping off the side of bridges. It's brutal. And it's well, I feed all all day long now just because I watched one horrible mm-hmm. mistaken video. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I've had that happen, too, where I'll look up an actor in something, and the next thing I know, my feed is just destroyed. Um, and real quick side tangent on that, in uh, the ED, when I worked in the ER, um, whenever a person got hit by something, we would call it blank versus blank. I think I've, I might have talked about this on previous shows, so sorry for the repetition. But So, like, if, uh, if, if Trees, if you're crossing the street and you get hit by a car the diagnosis we would put in for your trauma would be man versus car. Oh, okay. And we always joke about it because um, nine times out of ten, it was something versus car, and car wins every time. Motorcycle versus car, deer versus car, man versus car, bicycle versus car. Car is, is basically undefeated. Car has a hell of a track record. Occasionally we get car versus semi. Mm-hmm. Semi does win in that s- circumstance most of the time. If the semi is doing more than 40, it wins. Um, I, uh, I once watch, watched a, a hippo beat the shit out of a lion. <laughs> now it, that is and, entertainment. And that took forever to get that shit out of my feet. <laughs> So, real quick, final word, and <laughs> I want to bring this back up beat, okay? Yeah. Final word before we go back to Train Simulator. Um, they, we did have one instance. It was the craziest instance I think I have ever seen. No joke. We're in the ED, and a woman comes in, and she's got blood all over the side of her face. Uh, the left side of her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it would have been my left, her right. And no, wait, nope. It was the other way around. It was her left, my right. Uh, and uh, she was like, oh my God, I need to see a doctor right away. But I also need somebody to go out to my car. And if you're ready for this, she was driving an SUV mm-hmm. at night because I work night shift. She was driving an SUV at night and a deer came out of nowhere and it had not full antlers, but partial antlers smacked into her car and its head got stuck in her driver's side window area oh boy and she and it continued to thrash around and she didn't know what to do i would have pulled over yes and called the cops but she stuck with it drove to the hospital yeah because she wasn't that far i think this happened a mile or two from the hospital and although injured the deer and the woman both got out of that circumstance. And so in that one case, it was man versus deer versus car. It's funny because... And everybody won that battle. My vision uh, goes to a deer in a hospital. Johnny sitting in the bed while someone brings a pudding and shit. <laughs> like just chilling. Oh, and to be clear, before, before people wonder, the deer was lifted off of its, um, off of its hooves. Like the the SUV was high enough in the air, you know what? That it was lifted off, so that's why it didn't just drag and have its bones shattered by dumb, that. Yeah. Fuck that dumb deer. Listen, people yeah. in the city that are oversensitive, you don't know nothing about deer. Deer are idiots. Yeses. I'm in Kansas. Deer, deer are fucking idiots. Rats. <laughs> dirty wood rats. They don't deserve to be like killed unless it's a sanctioned hunting thing, and I don't have an opinion one way or the other about hunting. Um, but uh, right. but deer, 
in domesticated areas. And I know there's some person out there who's like, well, if we didn't have to fucking, you know, put up our neighborhoods everywhere. You're right. You're right. I'll give it to you. But but you know where I see, you know, where I run into most deer, where there is no uh, civilization whatsoever. They're just hanging out. I'll tell you this. Smoking cigarettes. And I, I said this. Drinking you know, beers. I, I know hunters. I'm not a hunter, but I'm, I'm around some hunters. Respectful hunters. You know, they're not. Sure. They do it the right way. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Uh, just so you know, uh, Bambi doesn't exist. There is no deer. Not one. Listen, not one deer that lays in its bed surrounded by its loved ones with gray hair. And says goodbye and goes, no, every day dies of starvation, disease, or eaten by something. Hard. Yes. So, yeah, a humane, or, you know. Or there is an incredible sequence, I will not get into detail, uh, that you'll want to watch for, given this conversation in the beginning of Train to Busan. Nice. The Netflix one, not the Peninsula one I saw in the theaters. Uh, so... Yeah, if you ever get around to watching that, Trees, uh, it's got a very Dawn of the Dead 2004 Zack Snyder film. Uh, he, he uh, the director, was was intrigued by seeing that film and then said, "I'm going to make a zombie movie someday." So, uh, but yeah, there's an interesting it, sequence. I never finished it. Um, gotcha. But, but anyways, so uh, yeah, I, I even looked up on um, on the internets. Trees is like, surely I missed where this is supposed to be. You you can definitely tell it's a PC game and then, you know, adapted for a console sort of. But not horribly, but you you can tell, like, moving around one of these... I'm just going to say cockpit, right? Because it's just easier. Moving around these these cockpits is probably a lot easier with a mouse and keyboard and hitting buttons than with a controller. Because with the controller... You have to push in the uh, right thumbstick to click between, like interactive mode, where you, you, you basically don't move around in a first-person mode, where you just move the cursor around so you can hit buttons. And then if you click it, it goes in the first-person mode, where now you can walk around, right? Mm-hmm. So you can just tell it's it's awkward. But I'm like, maybe I'm missing, like a, a time button. <laughs> Trees is like surely I've surely I've overlooked surely something here. Sit here for sixteen minutes. Where's the manual? So uh, I, I went on the internet because I had plenty of time to look it up. My <laughs> my, my my Xbox screen actually almost went into sleep mode at one point <laughs> because no one had touched the controller. Actually, I've had that problem with uh, certain other games where you have to just sit and watch. Yeah, the- there are some oh. games. Yeah, there's some games where like if the cutscenes are long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about one of those this week, but yeah, it'll it'll go to sleep while you're watching the cutscene. So I looked it up and I found a you always find a Reddit thread, right? It always direct mm-hmm. some Reddit thread somewhere where someone asked this. And I found it. I found the question and someone said, uh someone said, uh <laughs> I love Reddit. The first respond to this poor person with the same problem I'm having was uh you know the title does say Sim. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because everybody's got to be salty yeah. on the internet, right? That's the first. <laughs> it, it wasn't even that nice. It was something like, yeah, maybe the answer is somewhere in the title that says uh, simulator. <laughs> and I was like, yes. All right. Got to rifle through the bullshit. Okay. So after the first five snarks, where's the real answer? So, so the real answer is there is none, right? You want to be a train conductor? 
you gotta sit there, right? And so uh-huh. I, I realized you could get up and walk around the train, look at some virtual people. I could, uh, you know, turn my windshield wipers on and off. There's windshield wiper button. Yeah, you know, I fucked with the fan. That's fantastic. Um, Can you go to like the uh, restaurant car? I, I, get you a piece of pie. But I'm only on my cheap train right now. There's other trains. There's no, train. you're not there yet. Because, uh, yeah. Um, so, anyways, I, I, I completed that mission. You really just had to get to the next stop. Um, Do you have to, like, pay attention? I really want to know this. Do you have to pay attention to and, like, do a nice slow break so you don't just burn through the stop at 90 miles an hour? Is the problem is you get that thing up to 90, uh-huh. not stop easily. Right. So, That's well, my... About so. an hour and a half out, you need to start throttling that thing down. <laughs> release the brake so you can coast for a while. And then, mm-hmm. uh, the, yeah, then you start breaking in different intervals. Like you can, like, because it's a simulator, I assume it's not going to let you just barrel through the train station you'll, at 90. You, you, you can, you'll fail the, it depends on what your objective is, right? Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. There is. So if you just have to get past there, then you're fine. There's, there's but. a bunch of, there's tutorial modes, which will teach you like the instrument panel and actually give you little missions on just basically controlling the train. The scenario modes where it's like, you know, bring these patches, passengers here and there. You'll make two stops and complete it. And then there's actually like free mode where you literally can just pick a schedule and just be a conductor. Like just keep your schedule all day, dropping people off in real time. So, you know, you can do it for like, you know, an hour and a half <laughs> if you want, which That's I'm, fantastic. I'm going to do. Because much like NASCAR, where I want to drive like a 500 lap race, I want to do an hour plus, uh, you know, like train train conducting. You know, like I have a real job doing it. I, w- I will say I did pick one. I failed one. And it was heartbreaking because I was like, you know, t- 20 minutes in <laughs> uh-huh. and I was barreling high speed. Uh-huh. Um, some stations, you know, there's like there's like speed limits that start coming. It tells you up and up a hand corner what the next signal is, you know, the lights. Yeah, so sure. It's going to be like a, a yield and then a red light and stuff. So it believe it or not, I know a little bit about this because in my youth between Chicago and Kansas city, uh, we actually, my grandmother, of course, uh, really preferred trains. And it was hilarious because I'm like, mom, this makes no sense. It takes us like eight to 10 hours to drive it. We take the fucking train and yeah. it's 16 hours. Yeah. Well, some people just, they like trains, man. I, I had a friend that wouldn't fly or anything, but he loved trains. Trains are statistically safer than any of the other take, ones, I believe. And his family would take a train to Disney World. Like he would not mm. fly, you know, and he didn't mind it, you know. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so I was, I was, so I realized something, right? When, when I put my son to bed, trust me, this all ties in. When I put my son to bed, we made the mistake when he was little because once he learned how to crawl out of his bed, mm-hmm. not stay in it. Like he would just come out the room. Like he would not just stay in his bed. He's like, oh, okay, this is what you can do. Yeah. So it turned into a thing where one of us would sit with him until he fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And it turned into calling it like you get nicknames, right? It's called sit, right? Who's going to do sit tonight? I'll do sit tonight. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and now he's turned four and that's a thing. Like, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's become a bad habit where it's like, 
you know, one of us has. Now it's an expectation to help him get to sleep. Now we're trying yeah. to wean him off of it. Where it's like, you're a big boy now, you know, blah, blah, blah. But while I'm doing sit, most time I play on my phone. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I have all these games, just like I was talking about, right? Like Angry Birds and, and Yahtzee and all this non these nonsensical things. And I think I know where this is going. They're all cleanup games, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I got to do these things today. Then, well, I've realized in my, my train riding, mm-hmm. just I would do these things now on my phone. So I'm, mm-hmm. so I'm playing games on my phone while I'm playing Train Simulator, Fred. Oh, see, I thought you were going the other way with it. Now that you have xCloud, assuming you have oh, an Android device, oh, you could be up in my room. You could train simulate while you sit. But the problem is, is you're using your phone so you're not bored. And all you're doing is then going to the cloud to get bored. Yeah, so no. <laughs> so basically... I'm like you're doing it the right way. I'm just watching the miles slowly go by <laughs> as I'm playing Yahtzee with buddies. I don't think this is how video games work for me. Something doesn't feel right. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I, I was thinking last night when I was playing that, like, I don't think I'm using my Xbox right. Like, I don't think. Like, like I have a rule with video games. If I'm checking my phone more than like half a dozen times in an hour, well, here's the joke. Other than loading screens or something, then I'm probably not that invested in this game. Here's the joke. It was last night. I'm fucking screaming down the tracks at 90, and I'm playing Angry Birds. And then I notice I have like a, a mile left mm-hmm. and i get um, there's like red stop things and everything going on on the on the screen i'm like ah shit right so I, i'm slowing down but it's coming quick now and i'm like ah fuck mm-hmm. I, um, here's the station uh i basically had to jam the emergency brakes on and i f- blew past that station <laughs> blew past it and failed i failed my you know what i bet there's a real conductor who's done the same thing you just described (laughs) the simulation is complete so uh it's i i can't you can't i would recommend it (laughs) i cannot recommend it either i cannot not recommend it because there's something about it there's something weird about it there's like you get points for everything Right? It's so mm-hmm. hilarious that you get them points for staying under the speed limit at doing 90 because the speed limit is for 120 because it's for some other super train. I'm doing 90. Mm-hmm. So every, you know, here and there, I'm getting points to my driver XP. And then you get like, there's three different XPs, right? There's one for your guy. There's one for your um, actual train. And then there's one for like the route and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they do. I'm a level five conductor. I don't know what that does, but it keeps, <laughs> I don't know. But there's, and then there's different trains and then there's actually free packs with different countries and different trains for those countries and shit. Mm-hmm. But I was actually doing one run. It took me like 20 minutes where I was, I had, I was on a timetable. I had to stop at stations, pick people up, you know, and, and you know, you keep the doors open and you have to leave at a certain time. And I was behind mm-hmm. the whole time by like, two minutes and it was driving me nuts that I couldn't make up that time. Yeah. So much so that I was like looking stuff up online. Yeah. I can't, I can't play this game. And people were just like, yeah, you know, you're gonna, you know, every little bit counts, you know, you're breaking and 
you know, and uh, opening the doors and <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. And it's almost like I want to like, I want to do a perfect route dropping people off. That That is definitely the personality type that uh, is for this game. I don't know. Anyways, that's on Game Pass, everybody, with all the free there DLC. You uh, and they have a kick-ass trailer. You wouldn't think. Dovetail Games, I sent it to you yesterday. Yes, uh, yes. Sorry I didn't respond. Obviously, right. now you know why, but, but yeah. Uh, just like the fishing sim that had a kick-ass trailer. Yeah. Too hyped about fishing. The trailer for the <laughs> Train Worlds in 2020 really is uh, something. It's really something. See, they know. give it the dovetail games because it's a live game, as in, it's it's almost like an EA game where you turn it on. They have like a news feed where they constantly will pump. Oh yeah, yeah. Updates to the news feed. So the loading screens for this is the the ad for uh, Train Sim Twenty Twenty Two, like their new one that's out now. So you know what I mean. So I'm playing the older one, I guess. This is a new one out right now. Um, well, yeah, that's why it's on Game Pass. Anyways, a lot of train sim talk. Did that. Uh, and, and then I also, I didn't tell you about this, but we talked about it on the show, but I didn't tell you I bought it. But I got that little Inferno Steelbook for the Switch. Yes, that looked awesome. It's a pretty kick-ass Steelbook, man. And uh, I played a lot of that game this week. I used to play it on the Wii U. Did you ever play it? Did you ever get it? I did not. Inferno? It's a strange game so it's by the um it's the tomorrow company they're the ones that made world of goo and they went on to make those like mm-hmm. office simulator or whatever that is like they have a very specific look to their game they do very, they do, yes. very tim burton-esque very um if you remember his old drawings like stain boy and stuff his old books you remember that <laughs> yeah i do recognize this yeah. yeah it's very very much that sort of look like little kids with like you know dark eyes look like they haven't slept in a week and like stick figure you know i think this came out originally on wii u yeah it was yeah Yeah. one of the first games i bought on the wii u because you could play it on the tablet games you didn't have to play on the tv you could just play it on the the tablet of the wii u um and the way it controls on the switch is um you have to either use one joy con and it calibrates it like a pointer like the old wii remotes or Mm -hmm. you can use it with your finger or if you have a stylus, if it's out of the dock. Um, and basically there's not much to it. You're looking at a fireplace, like this weird little fireplace. There's like a little metal face in the middle of it that I've never Mm -hmm. open up, but I know it opens his eyes at some point. Right. Um, and you, it starts with, you have a little bit of money. You have a, a catalog a themed catalog, either like electronics or food or toy. Oh, okay. And you buy stuff out of the catalog and it gets delivered to you. And then you can pick it up with the stylus and you place it where you want. And when you touch the screen, you set it on fire. Right. And it burns. <laughs> okay. Um, and depending on what it is, they all do different things when they burn just weird, weird mm-hmm. shit. Um, and when they burn, you get money from it and then you can buy more stuff. And then there's different catalogs. There's like eight different catalogs that open up. And the way you open them is with, um, you get so many of these stamps. And the way you get the stamps is by creating combos. You know, so they, mm-hmm. example, they have one like movie. It just says movie night combo. And it's two items. And obviously there's corn on the cob that pops in the popcorn when you cook it. So you throw that in the TV set and then you burn those together and you get a combo. 
and you get the snake. Nice. But it's a puzzle game, like because they get harder and yeah. more vague, obviously, as you go and you get more items. Um, but what's interesting about this game is that's all you're doing, but they wrap such a strange story to it. It's a very <laughs> like depressing, like I said, very Tim Burton-y. Even the music. Um, mm-hmm. And the and there is a trailer for it, or there's a little movie you can unlock that is like the trailer, and it's the only time you hear people talk. They don't talk in the game; it's all text. But in this little movie, you sort of hear like a narrator, and it's a, this very bleak world, right? Where it's everybody's in the house. They talk about the endless winter, how it's been snowing for as long as anybody can ever remember, and um, everybody has their little inferno. Uh, fireplace <laughs> mm-hmm. fireplace and they just keep very capitalistic <laughs> telling you just sit in front of it and burn your toys to keep warm during these winters and you'll be all right and there you go and then you start getting letters from people and you start getting letters from this little girl who says she's a neighbor and she'll bang on the wall and she's next <sighs> and there's like this conspiracy right Mm-hmm. I, have you ever noticed that it never stops snowing? Have you ever noticed this? And um, and all the time you get this weather report from this guy in the in the weather balloon high above the smokestacks, and uh, that's what's on the steel book. If you see the steel book, mm-hmm. the picture, it's like a guy in a hot air balloon, and it's just this weird, depressing thing. And you're trying to figure out what's going on. I'm, I'm near the end of it. I've never beat the game on the Wii U. I never played it much. Okay. Most I've ever played it. I'm on my last catalog, and uh, shit's getting weird. Shit's getting weird. The girl next to me blew up. Oh man, she, she blew up. She burned down her house. You get a letter saying, "Oh my god, everything's on fire. I'm burning up." Uh, Whoa. Yeah, this sounds kind of like not the same concept of game, but the same concept like story of Frostpunk. Mm. Where it's like the endless winter and everyone's just fighting to survive and yeah, but it, it it's very strange. Yours is very, but there's something else going on here. Yes, uh, and I so. and I and I can't wait to see what it is. You know, at one point you're like, you ever know? I have a theory, but I'm not going to talk about it until you get there. And I don't even know if we'll talk on this show, yeah. but I'm curious. You know, she at one point she's like, you ever notice that metal face in your fireplace? I think it's watching us. Shit like that. Like it's, it's fun <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that is good. Here's uh, let me I don't know if um, let me see something here, Fred. Hold on, trying to look, sure, trying to look at something here. I ah, know, don't do that. And uh, ah, I hate my I hate this Chromebook. I gotta tell you, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm looking to do. I'm gonna send this to you. Okay, and this will give you an idea of the tone of the game, just from the voice and, and especially if you get near the end, you get they start kind of talking about the outside and stuff, and it's that's what's compelling about this game. And I'm obsessed with getting those those stamps, and they're really hard now, and they're really vague and sort of like, mm-hmm. oh, but it's a fun little game, and the steel book is dope. It's like, yeah, it looks amazing, and uh, that's what I've been been doing all week. But that, yeah, that trailer is. If you look for the little Inferno official trailer one, I think his name is. That is basically a little movie you unlock when you play the mm-hmm. game. 
and it's like a little infomercial for it, but it definitely shows you the music and the tone in the style of that of that game. And uh yeah, it's fun. And and of course I paid whatever I paid for the steelbook. If you want this game straight up as just a switch download, I'm sure it's nothing. You know what I mean? Sure. I think it's fifteen. Yeah, you know. It might be twenty because it's the switch, you know, the switch tax. Mm-hmm. Um but uh it's fifteen on Steam and I do believe it was fourteen ninety nine on Wii U. So nice. But and that's what I've been doing. All right. Well, I um, I've been playing around a little bit with uh, buying and selling on eBay. Um, but as you know, uh, due to uh, the the conditions at the post office, <laughs> eBay is now recommending you do not use USPS as your mail right. uh, option. And you know what I've seen? What? No one seems to give a shit. No, people are still sending free shipping through USPS, and people want that. I offered on a couple of the items I sold, I offered free shipping through USPS, first class mail, mm-hmm. or they could either get FedEx or um, uh, UPS ground, right. and I gave them a reduced rate. So, like, I would like. Mm-hmm roll in the money that I would pay for that. Nobody chose those. I gotta be honest. Um, um, you know, we talked about this last week, a mm-hmm. little bit of feedback and, uh, you know, uh, from the inner workings where I'm at and I know, uh, the postmaster general has been on trial and all these other things all <laughs> yeah. this week. Uh, gotta be honest, nothing much has changed on the inside. I'm pretty sure if you mail that it's just going to go like it always has gone. I do believe my packages got delivered in the two to five days or whatever that first class offered. Yeah, I, I, um, I think it's just fine. You know, it's funny because I, I was, it's weird to um, work there and have my opinion and be told that uh, I'm wrong by people that don't know. That don't. Oh, yeah. That's a weird thing. Uh, it's 2020. I, I think it's pretty pretty common um but internet uh, people because i don't i don't interact on twitter or nothing like that i mean i right. i just happened to be with a group of friends and stuff uh this week like at a like a dinner thingy people mm-hmm. always hang around not not like we're out and about um and i was just having that conversation with 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 a uh my buddy's wife who's a very very active on twitter gets a lot of her news from twitter and facebook and uh, mm-hmm. we had the conversation and she's very concerned and uh, I told her the deal, and she kind of just basically said I'm wrong. I don't know. Mm, there you go. Oh, and then she showed me, which is funny because she must have saved them to her phone, which is weird. Uh, but she had those pictures on her phone that was circulating all over Twitter and Facebook of like the locked post boxes and the uh, mm-hmm. in the mailboxes on the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. And I explained to her that picture of all of them stacked up on the back of a truck. That was taken at a post office storage facility where they refurbish them because they get vandalized. Mm-hmm. And then I also explained to her that we don't lock mailboxes. Those big red locks that people keep saying are, are locks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mail letter, those are actually governors because the old the the mailboxes that have the doors on them, like those drawers mm-hmm. that you would pull down, like they don't really use those anymore because of mail fraud tampering. Mm-hmm. those red governors on there so you can only fit one piece in at a time so that oh, okay that makes sense so i sort of had to explain to her that those pitches weren't really what they were 
and that the news wasn't really reporting on those. Oh, that's okay. Trump people were passing around a picture of him with Charlie Manson behind him, and they thought that it was him with God. So, like, you know, people are just misinformed. Um, Bananas, man. And I'm not, again, I'm not here to debate politics, whether I'm for Trump, uh, against Trump. I'm just saying that I've seen those photos. As someone who works, um, I'm just explaining, like, for me, what's going on. And I think you, you'll be perfectly fine using the post office for your stuff. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was pretty easy. I just bought the, uh, I bought the postage through eBay and I just dropped it off at a mailbox. It was no problem. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what? I'm jealous. I, I have not, I've been off eBay for a while. You know, we used to have an eBay corner every week on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's slow. Well, little. Well, so because of that, and just in case people, my wife was even wondering like what I was selling. Um, I've got a couple of duplicates over like, uh, history, like, and I was looking through the stuff and I was like, I need to get rid of these duplicates. So for example, like I happen to have silent Hill for the room on Xbox and on PlayStation two. And because I have silent Hill two and three also on PlayStation two, I was like, okay, let's keep two, three and four on PlayStation two. Even though the Xbox version is probably the better version, um, typically that is the case with Xbox. I was like, well, I'll just do that for consistency's sake. I don't like Silent Hill for the room that much. I just don't want to get rid of it in okay. case I ever think to go back. Okay. So I sold and I looked it up, and on Xbox it was worth like forty bucks. So I threw it up on there, free shipping, thirty nine ninety nine. Boom, sold in hours. Why? Why is that um, worth forty bucks? What? Why is the room worth forty bucks? Uh, I all games have kind of like an inflated price right now, and things are selling very well. Assuming you've got stuff in good condition, okay. I'm just saying that um, wasn't a well received Silent Hill, if I remember. No, no, it wasn't. But I think the Xbox One's harder to find, and mine was complete in box. Oh, okay, it was a little roughed up, but it was complete in box. Um, and then uh, there was there was other things. There was a Super Nintendo game I had, and um, I a lot of the versions that were out there. Um, the the label was messed up and mine wasn't and i also would i also opened up the cart and showed that it's an authentic cart and then showed a screenshot of it playing on a super nes and a screenshot of it saving so that they knew that the battery you know i i replaced those batteries uh for the battery backups so that they knew that the battery worked fine mm-hmm. um and so that just sells stuff faster, you know. Um, so I had some extra bucks in the PayPal account, and um, I, I somebody had texted me that um, Best Buy did a deal on Resident Evil Three. You know, my my endless yeah. hunt for Resident Evil Three. I either want the uh, I'd prefer to pay nineteen ninety nine for a new copy of the game, but this Best Buy looked like it might be an alternative. They had the game at thirty nine ninety nine with a free steel book on Xbox One. Okay. And I know I already own the steel book, but then that means I would get a sealed, unopened <laughs> copy of the steel book, and I could easily just pop that on eBay for like nineteen ninety nine and get my money back, you know? And I was like, that gets me the game at nineteen ninety nine, you know? So I go to buy it. And it goes I tried store pickup first, because of course there were a bunch of copies all over Kansas City, but the steel book was the problem. So I added the steel book. The steel book gets automatically added to cart, and I added um and I, I chose the local store. 
They were like, when you go to check out, you get a, a, a sorry, we can't do this. Um, your your local store doesn't have that steel book. And I said, okay, we'll do a search for local stores within 30 miles. Nope, none. All right, do within 50 miles. Nope, none. Do within 150 miles. Nope, none. 250. Nope, none. I said, okay, well, I'll get it shipped. Maybe it's free shipping or it's cheap shipping. Go to shipping. They're like, oh, no, no. The main Best Buy online warehouse also doesn't have the steelbooks. <laughs> so you, I, of course, did what you're talking about. I went on the internet and started looking. Yeah, no, they, they offer the steelbook if they have it in stock somewhere, but it's been sold out for months, and so it's not in stock anywhere. Huh. And so it adds the steelbook to your cart, but then you have to manually remove it in order to check out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, so I just have to buy it for 40 no steelbook? I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. So that was that was my big story. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the hunt for a 1999 copy of Resident Evil 3 on Xbox One continues. Yes. Um. Gamefly did drop the Xbox One version. It used to be 50 bucks when the PlayStation One was 25. They dropped it to 30. 30 was okay. I said, okay, screw it. Let's just take a look at this. But it's pre-owned too, which isn't terrible from Gamefly, but still. Um, but they didn't do free shipping and they had all this tax and everything. It ended up being like 40 something. And I was like, okay, never mind. No. Mm. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh the oh and then the last thing was i was getting ready they had the jack and daxter collection on ps4 mm-hmm. for 15 bucks or 16 bucks or something and it's jack 1 2 and 3 and it also has jack x racing which i've never played jack x racing but a lot of people really like it like people say really good things about it um and i have the ps3 version which has jack 1 2 and 3 no jack x racing and I was looking online, and it's like, oh, well, that disc-based game sells for usually about 20 Like, if you want to just, if you have a good copy complete in box and you just want to sell it, you can throw it on eBay for 20 bucks. I was like, this could be an easy trade-off. But, uh, I, you know, before anyone freaks out, I do my research. So I went and looked up, and I said, you know, is there anything I need to know about this? And, yes, it turns out that the ports of Jack 2 and 3 on PS4 have uh, pretty decent graphical glitches and uh, frame rate issues that are not present in the PS3 version. Mm-hmm. So um, so I, I just sat on my laurels there. So in short, I spent no money. <laughs> okay. So, um, Trees, I do have a gaming PC that is well-equipped to play Microsoft Flight Sim. Yeah. But I don't like Flight Sims. No. So I didn't have really any interest in that. And then I was listening on Giant Bomb, uh, for a short time before I had to turn that off, uh, but uh, uh, which we won't get into today. But um, they were talking about how you download just a really small husk of a game, right. and then you have to launch it, and it downloads 91 gigs while you're sitting at your computer. Yes. I- that I'm not in. Uh, no, I'm not cool with that either. So fuck that. I was really out after that. Yeah. I have no desire to play Microsoft Flight Sim. No judgments to those that do. It's just not compatible with me. I am incompatible with Microsoft Flight Sim. Um, so then I, uh, I I will get to the game I've been playing the most, but uh, Trees, you uh, on our retro show for the rankings, you nominated Burnout 3, the takedown. Yeah. I had never played that game before. I've never played any Burnout game what? before, other than Paradise. Yeah. Hey. So in order to help rank it, I had to put some serious time into it. 
I booted that up on a random Friday night, Trees, and played for like two hours and had a blast. I am now 50% through that game, and that game has a lot of content. <laughs> that is a, awesome. That is just a game I connect with. That was the first crash mode. Yeah, and there's a lot of crashes, and they are crazy, and I love them. That, that was the game that I first found online friends. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, I played that every night on my Xbox and I noticed one name and then he started talking to me and then we played every night and then we got more people and it turned into like that, like a six person crew that we played at night <laughs> that I kind of kept those friends for a very long time online. And, uh, I put, a, I, I, I played about 270 hours of burnout three, I think a lot. Well, and. And we were talking, I was like, everybody seems to have played the Xbox version. I don't know why that was. And it might have just been my group of friends. But I think the reason why is what you just hit on, which was, I don't know if the PlayStation version version got online, but I'm sure Xbox Live helped Burnout 3, the takedown, be very popular on that console. Well, but, were you, are you the loser generation? All I remember is a theme, was it the theme song when you turn that game on? We are the something generation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is. I don't remember, but I remember that. I yeah. That song. Wasn't that Kids in America? We uh yeah something. We're the kids in America. Whoa! But it's like a cover. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not that. But anyways. But there is some great emo rock. It's great from that time period. I was I was driving and I'm sorry if this is not your taste, but first of all, I love that game. I love the race format of everything and it's all present in Burnout Paradise. I think it's better in Burnout 3. Um just the way well, they lay it out. Burnout Burnout Now, see Burnout 2 wasn't online, mm-hmm. right? And right. that's a great game, but the cars are, don't they still, they don't, they're not as crazily, they, they still crash. Like that was that game, that game, that was its hook, right? It was a slow motion crash. Is mm-hmm. always that? But then, but the, you couldn't take out, and two, you didn't, you couldn't hit other, you could hit them, but you wouldn't crash them. So Burnout 3 right. down was, they introduced like the checking of the other cars and the traffic and all types of shit. It's fantastic. Um and it encourages ridiculous behavior. I love it. It does. And the amount of times, and people would be like, oh, it's not skill-based because random shit. It's like, yeah, that's what makes it fun. Like, I can't tell yeah. how many times I was in second place in the watch online, watch the, my buddy or somebody else in front of me get taken out by a log truck through an mm-hmm. intersection, <laughs> and I just go under everything and win. Like, it's, it's fantastic. And what I loved about those old games is it was circuit racing, right? You, you would learn those mm-hmm. tracks and the shortcuts, even if even with the random elements of cross traffic and whatever. But yeah. you would learn the tracks, and, and Burnout Revenge was the same way. And that's why I do like Burnout Paradise, but I don't view it the same way. I, I, I. Oh yeah, Paradise. it's like all the elements are there. It's just I like the format of I never series races and stuff in uh burnout three more i i never liked burnout paradise for racing like because they don't have circuit racing you it would be a random right. race like it would just make two points on the map right. and you couldn't follow you go to a stoplight and you rev your tires and you couldn't done. follow the, you start the race the shit and there was always rumors you remember when burnout paradise was adding 
or did add everything, right? They added islands, mm-hmm. they added different cars, but there was a rumor that they were going to make it a separate island with circuit racing on it. And I got so excited because I just wanted to go back. Isn't that what the second island is? I don't think it's, is it the one with the, I don't think it's circuit racing though. I don't know. I think it's, I, I honestly don't know. And uh, the, the big innovation is the ability, it's kind of hidden, but is the ability to pause in the middle of a race and restart it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, Burnout 3 was a lot of fun. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And uh, uh, and, and again, there's, there's just something, there was just something great while I was driving through, despite, you know, depending on your taste in music. But like out of the blue, when I'm not okay by My Chemical Romance comes on, I'm like, oh my God, I am in college again. I like <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, it was, uh, it w- so that was a lot of fun. I'm thoroughly enjoying that on my Xbox. And it's just one of those things where it just connects and buttery smooth 60 frames a second on you that. Asked me, um, you texted me and I was like, well, a retro game or any game? And you're like, any game. And I was like, oh, yeah, any game. I'll through that. So there you go. Um, and uh, and so I've been playing that. Um, so Game Pass, because of Game Pass, uh, they were saying that Metal Gear. I think it's. I think these are gone now. They're starting to excise some games from Game Pass. And again, this is all third party stuff. People are like, oh, why are people all of a sudden doing this? And I said they made these deals, and like certain companies get to keep certain games on there for a certain period of time. But anyway. Um, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 HD collection is leaving Game Pass. And of course, I have the full, I got that full like Metal Gear Solid Legacy collection a long time ago where you got the digital code for one and VR missions on PSN. And then you got PS3 versions of like 2, 3, Peace Walker. You got Metal Gear Solid 4. You know, you got everything. Um, And it came with a book. Um, So I've got those games. But I was like, well, I've, I never really played through two. I played part of two, but I never really played through it. And why not get some achievements while I'm at it? You know what I mean? Like, screw it. And so I downloaded it and started playing it. I am not. I I recently, like within the last couple of years, tried to go back and replay Metal Gear 1. And I remember having some fun with it in the beginning, but like getting to like the chopper battle when Solid Snake is in the, or Liquid Snake is in the chopper. That's kind of annoying. And that's getting closer to the end and stuff like that. And I was like, eh, I know how this game ends. I'm just, you know, I could continue on, but I'm just not enjoying it anymore. So I'm just going to stop. And I played through to um, near the end of the snake portion at the very beginning of that game. And I am just not enjoying it. I do not. It's just, it's, it's not, it's not what I want. Um and I'm at this point in my life where it's like, I'm not discrediting it. I'm not criticizing it. I don't need it to be anything else. And I don't need anybody to agree with me. I was just like, nope, I'm good. And so put about an hour into it, uninstalled it, <laughs> called it a day. Nice. Um, then in a similar vein, uh, I have I played Yakuza 1 on PlayStation 2. Jam and I did it for a game club way long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember pretty well enjoying that game. So I thought it was just a foredrawn conclusion that I would like Yakuza 0. A lot of people said it was a really good game. And it's on Game Pass. Um, And so I downloaded and installed Yakuza 0 and started it up. And for those first two hours of like lots of plot, lots of atmosphere building, lots of jacking around, had a lot of fun. Didn't really struggle with the combat system. 
did a lot of those tutorials and those battles and stuff and everything worked out really well. And then I played like the first really hardcore mission where, have you played Yakuza 0? Yes, no? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, you kind of, in the very beginning of that game, and I have no idea where it goes, so I don't think this is much of a spoiler, but in one of the plot lines early on, you kind of get set up and you kind of find out who, you don't kind of, you do get set up and you find out who did it. And you basically, this is very typical to the original Yakuza game. You fight your way up to them and then you fight them in a boss battle. Mm. Well, the rampant difficulty from standard combat to that battle was big, Mm. significant if I were. Um, And I had ranked up my skills normally and stuff like that. And I collected a couple of things in my inventory while I was battling to that guy. Um, But that boss battle was grueling. And I spent over an hour just over and over and over and over and over again in like five minute intervals. Probably played that guy 15, 20 times. Could not beat it. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I don't I don't need to do this. I thought Yakuza would be for me. I'm not gonna sit around and get good. I'm not gonna look up some video for the tricks with it. I cannot wrap my head around this. It wasn't like I wasn't um winning at all. It was just that like I would get him down. He has two life bars. Right. The first boss has two life bars. I don't understand that. Like you knock it down. It kind of like final fight. You knock down the orange life bar and then it becomes yellow and then you knock down the yellow one. And I would always get him to like halfway through his yellow life bar and then he gets his final stage like extra attacks and stuff like that and it always Yeah. Yeah, yeah my you my Yakuza experience is very limited. I played a lot of I want to say one but the original one on the PS2, like not yes, or anything, just yeah, that one. And then, but I never finished it. I liked it, but I never fi- got close to. It. Mm-hmm. And then, what was was it four for the PS? Four was on PS3. So, Three, four, and five are all on PS3, and four was uh, a PS Plus game. Okay, so I think it was four. I actually bought it when it came out because I was like, I'm getting on, I'm jumping on this bandwagon and i put mm-hmm. a lot of time into it and then uh i yeah just and then you just get sidetracked <laughs> i don't know for me it was just that boss battle and i was just like this is the first boss there will be many more and i am struggling with the nuance of this game and i'm sure it's not complicated right I just, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to take the time to do this. And, and I'm in this weird spot where, um, I've played this boss like 15, 20 times. I cannot beat him. Um, so I probably need to just quit and start with all that progress lost and all of this mission lost and start over and like maybe level myself up or something. And I was like, if that's this type of game, I don't think I'm really wanting to do this right right now. So what do you, uninstalled that. What? Real quick, what do you, what's your thoughts on that new weird Yakuza that's like a turn-based, like? Um, I see the draw there. I don't need a turn-based RPG. I Based I, on Yakuza? Either or. I, I don't care. <laughs> like, if you need an excuse to keep loving Yakuza, I mean, you've got so many. You've got zero through six, that's seven games, plus Judgment, and now this like a dragon. Yeah. You know, you've got... You've got nine games. Each one is like 30 to 50 hours. 
fucking you're good. You got rest of your life taken care of. Um, so, oh yeah, yeah. So I, I I think it's a cool direction. I know somebody who's played through it in Japan, and he really dug it. But he grew up with like really likes Dragon Quest R- JRPGs and really likes the Final Fantasy ones. And I'm not as keen on any of those. Right. So I was like, no. You know, I thought Yakuza would be a cool brawler type game for me, and um, no. And I was only so-so on the plot, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I just didn't give myself a chance to get into that world, and I'm not quite a weeb, right? Like, I'm not obsessed with Japanese culture. I'm just fascinated by it. And so I was like, eh, this, this, this just isn't for me. This just isn't my thing. Um, and, uh, and then on my retro days, I actually was struggling a little bit as well. Um, so for uh, that retro episode that I just recently released, uh, there is a part that was cut and i was wondering if people would notice that it had been cut but i mentioned it all the time that we were going to deep dive into mario games and then all of a sudden it's not there the reason it's not there is because we excised it because the the episode was too long it was two hours already with the nintendo and the ranking and then if we threw in the mario stuff it was three and a half hours i was like okay um but I played the on the Philips CDI an unreleased game called Mario's Wacky Worlds. It was supposed to be a sequel to Super Mario World. Right. Are you aware that this existed? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> and it's a prototype, and it's really weird to see because the graphics are almost as good, but not quite colorful. Like they mix in some realism mm-hmm. and some weird animation. So it's like a weird mix of like imagine the sprite of Mario from Super Mario World. Okay. But he's put in like a point and click adventure, like predetermined background kind of oh. circumstance. Okay. But the concepts are cool. There's all these weird areas that they built prototypes for. So there was like a haunted house, a haunted um, like cemetery. There was like ancient Greece, and you'd love this trees. The Koopas are all walking around with the with the the leaves. On, you know, crowns on their heads and the and the sandals and the and the uh, the the togas. That's awesome. Um, there's a pirate ship one where you're on a pirate ship and all the Koopas are walking around with pirate hats and and they've got uh, sounds, and they got hook hands and stuff. Fantastic. So and eye patches, right? So it's like a really cool concept. Oh. But this game's not a game, really. Like it's just it was all prototypes to show it off. But there's literally like 16 worlds mm-hmm. in it that you can all access. And it's probably best to watch it in a YouTube video because what I had to do was you had to burn the prototype disc and then you put it in your CDI. And I have a controller, so that works. And Mario's just got run and jump. That's it. But when you get to the end of an area, the doors don't work, the pipes don't work. So when you get to the end of an area, and these areas are not very big, they're way smaller than a typical Mario level. So like 30 seconds after you play through it, you've got to reset the console. Now, fortunately, the console doesn't have like a power on and off like most consoles. There is a reset button. Um, But like, yeah, you're just like, okay, uh, I have to now reset this um, (coughs) and see a new world. Um, So that was a cool concept that wasn't that fun. Mm. Um, And Philips CDI wasn't really equipped to handle an action game like that. But I'll give them credit. These developers like did find a way to make it. It didn't look quite like Mario, but it ran like Mario. Right. So I'll give them credit there. Then somebody put on itch.io um, a uh, a isometric 
remake of Resident Evil 1, a demo of an isometric remake of Resident Evil 1. Um, but it, like I said, it's an isometric mm-hmm. and it plays on a Genesis. That, so I was like, okay, cool. That's been so around a long time, it. right? Didn't we talk, I don't know. We Somebody pitches, just talked about it. I swear you and me sent pictures back and forth of that like a long time we ago. We did send pictures. I just didn't think it had like released yeah, that's yet. What I mean, though, but I mean, that the idea, it's been out there, though, is what I mean. Like, I've seen pictures of it. Yeah, and like time. there's some really cool footage and pictures that really remind you of the original game. You know what I mean? Like they've got the zombie eating half of the right. face like they do in the Japanese yep. version of Resident Evil. They have the tyrant come out with those cool effects that they use in like flashback and uh and uh Heart of the Alien and stuff mm. like that. Um and so it looked really cool and I was like, I want to check this out. And uh I get it and it is not that this demo is not that this demo is a hallway with four locked doors and you walk to where normally the zombie's eating somebody and the character moves in really weird succession and it's claire redfield so like this person's doing all this weird mixing and matching to try to prevent himself from getting sued i'm guessed Mm -hmm. i'm guessing since he put it on itch.io but you go and you find a key and then you open one room and there's an enemy in there but it doesn't move and then you find a gun and you can equip it and you can do a couple of things and then you eventually open all four doors and the one door puts you in the middle of the uh, main entryway from Resident Evil 1 but it says I don't know how to go upstairs and when you go outside it says I can't go outside and you're like stuck in this room. So it was a really dumb demo and it didn't <laughs> seem fun. And so that was kind of a bummer because, yeah. like, I assumed since they were releasing the demo, like, they would take at least the footage that was seen in there. Maybe I did something wrong, but I don't think so. You just turn it on and play it. And right. so I just copied it to my flash cart and it ran fine on my Genesis, but I have no idea. Huh. It it was not entertaining. Oh. So hmm. after all those bummers, I needed something that I was thoroughly going to enjoy and trees, I'm happy to announce as we wrap up. I thoroughly enjoyed Dead Rising. Um, oh, did you? I got into. Did you that play game. all the way to the end? I don't believe I'm at the end, so I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Um, but I want to give you some some ideas and some statistics. Okay. So this game goes places, and <laughs> you had said that. Yeah. And. I, so here's my question: Since the game is 15 years old, are we cool to just? talk freely so we can kind of like spoil it yeah definitely okay okay sorry about that i got an email and i had to check that problem is is i keep because it's a pager the pager is now on my i didn't want to carry a page around anymore so it's now on my cell phone so i have to have my alerts on in order to hear it when it pages so sorry about if you guys heard that email thing but anyway um so yeah so so i i I've been playing the game, um, and I, you know, kind of like you, I told you I was just going to roll mm-hmm. with it, and depending on the death, I was going to agree with the deaths and start over. So I want you to know that uh, I stopped starting over um, once I died twice. Mm-hmm. So I died once um, before even the first night. Do you, if you remember, I think this happened right before we left last time. I had gone out and fucked around with the criminals and died. Mm-hmm. Um, also I need to take back what I said and I love that rap music in the, in the courtyard and yeah, it does become ingrained in your head because, uh, it's not a glitch. They are supposed to come back. And so, yes, they keep coming back. If you kill them on a night, they don't come back again, but the next night they do come back. And I think during the day they come back. And then of course, if you're in certain case missions, they don't spawn for some reason, probably because 
they know how annoying that would be. And so I died once on them, started over, got to like level six when I did that. Died a second time in the middle of my first night again. I went after a girl in a jewelry store who tells this horrible story. And I think she's the woman. I don't know if you ever let Dead Rising just go on its title screen, but it'll show you a weird intro movie of this woman driving in her station wagon with her daughter. <laughs> okay. Have you seen this? No, I don't remember. If I did, yeah, it's I a woman driving in a station wagon with her daughter, and she knows the apocalypse is going on. So the daughter's got a baseball cap on. This kid's probably like seven. And she's got the baseball cap over the daughter's eyes and tells her she can't look. And she's not paying attention, the mom. She, like, hits a zombie. And then to get it off, she, like, slams on the brakes or something. And then there's a truck barreling. And they end up in a car accident. And uh, the zombies surround them and and basically eat them. Um, And so later on, you find this woman in the mall who says her daughter's been eaten, but she made it out. And um, I don't know if this is the same woman or not, but... I the the way you're supposed to solve it and there's just a shit ton of zombies because it's not only nightfall so it's probably better to do this before nightfall um but there's also just like uh she's got to ride on your back right and when I was only like level six or seven you're not equipped to handle that challenge (laughs) at that time so I just threw on my back and went for it and died um nice Uh, I think I got to level 10 at that point. So then I was like okay let's start this over but now I'm gonna give it the college try and if I die I'm just going to save often enough that I'm probably going to not take the death and go back. And I didn't die too many times in this playthrough, but I did a full playthrough. And Trees, just to tell you where I'm at, but I'll discuss that in a minute. I am 12 hours from when the helicopter comes, but I've wrapped up all the cases. Okay. And I'll talk about that in a sec, but I want to talk about some of the interesting things I've seen up to that point. So as I'm playing this game, you do start to learn your patterns, right? And you do start to learn that there's the things you can and can't do. So uh, my rules were if I tried to save a survivor and they died, that was just the way it worked, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I wasn't going to try to save everybody. I was focusing on the case files, but I definitely would divert to save people when I could and play around with it. And, um, I was willing to abandon psychopaths if they were too much for Mm -hmm. me. And I'll talk a little bit about those in a minute. Um, but you do start to learn your patterns and I don't need too many ridiculous weapons. So for example, um, I would usually equip myself whenever I would go out, especially once I got to like level 15, I would usually equip myself. I would leave the, uh, um, the storeroom. I would grab a knife along the way and then I would go out into the courtyard and grab the scythe that's Mm -hmm. there. And then right before I go out to the courtyard, there are two cops in the fountain there. You can jump kick them and you can get their pistols Mm -hmm. and I would get two pistols. So I would, and then um, just above there where you find the camera guy who wants you to take pictures of him and stuff. um, There is a like food court area up there and it's got orange juice and orange juice heals you the most. So I would always heal my life with orange juice and then grab two gallons for the you, for the go. So I would have six slots at least, and I would always roll with like a knife, a scythe, two guns, and two OJs when I would just go into stuff like not knowing what's going on. If I knew I was going into it with a psychopath or a known boss battle, the cases kind of let you know when you're going into a boss battle. 
I could also go to the entryway because, you know, one of the earliest things you do is open the cage to the entryway. And upstairs there, it's where you fight Carlito the second time when he's got a sniper rifle. There's like a medieval shop up there and you can get a katana and two golden battle axes. (laughs) And I would go get those if I need a good strong melee weapon. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I would just play along, um, saved a great deal of people, um, to give you a feel for who I know I saved. I saved like two punk kids in a hardware store, um, across the courtyard. Um, I did kill the criminals the first time, but the girl and, and I stole their car and had a lot of fun out there for a little while, but the girl I was trying to save got surrounded by zombies and she was barely alive. And then I was trying to hack some zombies right near the end. We were like right around the elevator. And I was trying to hack down some zombies and she ran in front of me and got stabbed by me and died by my hands. So that was fun. Um, saved a couple of random snotty kids. Saved a couple, uh, saved a random um, uh, pair of girls in the toy store. And they have their thongs hanging out and stuff and they're really dumb and stuff like that. Uh, saved the old couple on the roof in the beginning. Uh, saved a random woman in a ran- a couple of random people at random spots. Um, and I know I saved the, uh, there is a girl near the end of, you know, in the middle of day three. Sorry, I thought I heard something. Um, hold on real quick. But yeah, so, uh, by the end of it, I probably had... I don't know, 10, 15 survivors that I'd randomly gotten. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, and one of those ones was, the, or sorry, one of the guys I came up against was the camera guy upstairs, and you have to impress him by getting drama, horror, mm-hmm. and erotica. And I couldn't figure out how to get an erotic photo. And um, there are ways, and I think there's a submission or something that I don't know about where people can get like a sexy photo or something. Um, I ended up just taking a picture of one of those girls' thongs and got an erotic photo. And um, uh, and he asks you for various things. And um, I did not have that photo equipped at the time because I hadn't saved the girls <laughs> yet. So apparently I got to try that out at a second playthrough or something. Yeah. But, um. The survivors gives you kind of like busy work to do sometimes, but they're nowhere near as interesting as the psychopaths. So, right. So, some of the psychopaths you get just as you go through the game. So, uh, the grocery store guy with ha- who has uh, Isabella in the cart, he's it's, interesting. That's right. It's been so long that I, I can't remember them and they get mixed up with other ones. With the other I games, yeah. The- there's a clown, right? That's like at the indoor amusement park. I right? did not see a clown. There so is a clown. I'll tell you about the psychopaths that I experienced. <laughs> In the main cases, you do fight Carlito, who is technically considered a psychopath. Then you fight the guy in the in the store, the store manager in the grocery mm-hmm. store, and he's got a cart that has like blades on it and stuff. Right, so he runs around and tries to ram into you, and then he's got a shotgun he can shoot at you with. Um and uh, then when you save Isabella, she doesn't care. Then later on, you go back to that same area, and Isabella's running around with a motorcycle, and she tries to kill you, and you have to shoot her a bunch of times to get her to make peace with you, which is one of those weird disconnects that, like, it probably made sense in 2006, but, like, nowadays, you're just like, what? Like, that's weird. Um, mm. 
but like it didn't hurt my ability to enjoy it but like yeah it's it's not in the vein of what the psychopaths is uh i definitely dealt with the cult guy okay we go down by the theater and he's got all those cultists and then yeah. they and then they flood the everything and and you got that girl in a box and i did manage to rescue her um, did they knock you out no okay can they Maybe they can. I had a gun. I just shot them all in the face. Okay. Well, they they're a persistent pain in the ass. They yes, become they like they become zombies. part of the main yeah. area of the yeah. I will say this. Uh huh. Since we're just talking, whatever. Sure. Yes, you. They can knock you out or subdue you. Okay. And you wake up, uh, in their back, like in their back room, like you oh. wake up in a different area, like gotcha, and you get out of there. Huh. Little backstory on them, like it gives you a little bit more backstory on them. I have to look into that. Yeah, because then later on you can kill their leader mm-hmm. when you go save two guys in the theater, um, right? Right. And you fight him with his massive fucking sword. Um, that's a good. That's a good pot. I remember that being cool. When yeah, you go there. yeah. He's a little. He's a little bit of a pain in the ass, but I used mm-hmm. a katana up against him, so that worked out pretty well. And a gun has some uses. There are propane tanks hiding in that theater, so you can use the gun and stuff. Just, um, yeah, just just for future reference, mm-hmm. all psychopaths are pain in the asses. If okay. in my memory, all of them are in some weird glitchy way. They're all yeah, like not fun to deal with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was another guy who I saved two women in a clothing store by the amusement park, and he was throwing Molotov cocktails. He was like the nerdy guy. Who everyone picked on in high school and so throwing molotovs it's definitely different timetables right like that's how the yeah. game works if you're in one area you can't be in the other area, right like right it doesn't wait for you to be somewhere so right depending on your playthrough and where you are there's different people different at some point and i don't remember when but that amusement pocket it's a ferris yeah. well right yeah there's a couple it, of things but yeah at some point I don't know at what time, but if you go, the, there's a clown psychopath that's running. I think he has people trapped on the first one. You can rescue them. And you know what? You... What's his face did send me a thing. I think Otis or whatever his name is mm-hmm. did contact Otis. me and goes, hey, there's some guy in a clown mask and stuff. Like they tell, he tells you where everyone is. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So, so there's that. Uh, that's also one thing to talk about real quick is the walkie talkie is annoying because he wants you to listen on the walkie talkie. But if you go into a new area, he goes, he calls you back and goes, Hey, don't interrupt me. You can't skip (laughs) through his stuff quickly and you can't use weapons or jump or anything when you're doing that. So you'll get bit and then he'll get mad at you for interrupting him while you, because you got bit. I don't remember those little glitchy things. It's been so long. And maybe those weren't in the old one, but they're in the PS4 version, but I bet they are. Um, I think they are. Yeah. So I don't think they did much work to that game when no, they, they moved I don't think it around. They did any, and I'll tell you why in a <laughs> sec. But, uh, um, and then, uh, so yeah, the Molotov guy, he was pretty easy though. Um, again, a lot of these are pretty easy, especially if they're either guns or melee people and you figure out how to do it. The one that I could not beat that I just had to run away from was the hardware store. There's a guy with a machete and he's got all these bodies hanging and, uh, okay. yep. I could not beat him. I had a strong weapon, uh, and it still didn't matter. The other ones were the guys in the gun shop that have a bunch of guns. Mm-hmm. I could not figure out how to beat them, but they eventually disappear as the case files go on. So there is one psychopath I ran into really 
you know, odd, like a place that I guess you wouldn't be mm-hmm. that much, but down the parking garage. Okay. There's doors down there, right? There's, there, yep. there are doors. Yep. And there's a grocery store, like the one you were talking about, the grocery store. Yeah. And down in the parking garage, there's a door that goes into that the basement of that grocery store. Mm-hmm. And it's like the butcher. And there's like a so psychopath. So he's the last butcher. boss. Is he? He's the last boss, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I ran into him. I remember being down there just randomly, and I went in there, and he was in there. I was, I was like, about Whoa. to say, yeah, he's the last one. Case 8-4. <laughs> case if you're going to beat that whole game and get the whole truth, mm-hmm. case 8-4 is you have to go save Carlito from the butcher. And he is a bitch. I swear I ran into him before that, though. I and you might be able to. You might be able to. And maybe he's he comes back or something if you're playing hey, the cases. I don't know. Or maybe if you've already beaten the cases, like, and they know you're not going to, I bet that's what happens. If they know you're not going to be able to complete the case for this run through, then he spawns. I bet that's Uh the case. Um, But uh, he's a bitch because you have to beat him and you have a very limited period of time to beat him when you're trying to solve the cases. Mm -hmm. And um, he does just way too much damage for like, he takes right, off he like three easy. or four blocks mm-hmm. and you have to beat him and he has a metric shit ton of hit points. And if you go up against him like face to face, like with a melee weapon, that was the first mm-hmm. thing I tried. He has a move where he grabs you, puts you up on a meat hook and just slaughters you. <laughs> and so I was like, this is bullshit. And of course it's the last boss. So you have to start back at the surveillance room and walk all the way back. Mm-hmm. I also had that problem with, um, so my best way to do it was night one. I did what is the maintenance tunnel loop. So I went to the maintenance tunnels. You basically get in the car, you go left. Once you get downstairs, you go to the dead end where there is a truck, you get in the truck you drive to all the way back past the entrance and then you take your first left and you take your first right and right there is where you can get the maintenance tunnel keys, which are useful later in the campaign. And then you just do that loop over and over again. And each time takes you about two minutes. You kill about 500 zombies and I got to about 10,000 kills. And so uh, that is also what you can do repetitively for like three hours if you want to get the 53,000 achievement. Uh, mm-hmm. kills achievement but that seemed boring in hindsight back in achievement days I could see where people did it seemed like a boring thing I didn't want to do um, right. but that's what I did for the first night to really ramp myself up and get myself leveled because now I'm at the end of the game and I'm level 26 or 27 and I know that mm-hmm. it's up to level 50 so I'm I'm doing decent amount along I've got all the, uh, the moves and everything mm-hmm. figured out but um there was one other one that was actually more fun than anything, but the the cutscenes were great. Which was uh, near the end, Carlito sets a bunch of bombs in the mall, in the parking garages, in trucks, and you have mm-hmm. to go get them. And if you That's go down right. to the parking garage, they don't let you have a car. And Carlito's driving around there with a truck and bombs. Well, that's not going to help you very much. You're going to die then. Um, and so you have to do it on the surface level and then sneak down there. And that's great at the end where you see Frank walking with this stack of five time bombs and he puts them in a cart and then rushes and pushes them off to make them blow up. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. But yeah, there were, there were certain psychopaths that were annoying and things like that. But I got through all of the case files. Figured everything out. Figured out what the what was really going on, or why what was going on, mm-hmm. um, because that's why the butcher comes into it. Because it's all about basically 
they were harvesting humans. Um, they were trying to figure out a way to zombify humans so they could harvest them and make meat so mm-hmm. that um, they could feed people. And that butcher was the guy who would cut them up. Um, not zombies, though, actually. I, I forget how exactly they were trying to figure it out. But um, the whole idea was the experiment started so that they could uh, make more meat for mm-hmm. America's meat packing or whatever and carlito and his sister's tribe were like the the test victims and that's why he releases carlito is the one who releases the zombie outbreak on the whole thing so what's interesting is it tells you or when you get to the end of that game Mm -hmm. and you get carlito's password and isabel gets it now you've got all the facts i've got all the cases done and the facts but i'm still 12 hours from when the chopper is going to pick me up Mm mm-hmm and Jesse's there. Jesse's the big-breasted blonde yes. who has been mostly quiet throughout the game. And she tells you that she's contacted her headquarters and they're going to ignore her and not come. And for me, that never made much sense because I was like, okay, who cares if they're not going to come rescue us? We've got the chopper coming. Um, and then you find out, like, right after that, there's a cutscene where... There are a bunch of soldiers there, and they're like, "Oh, Jesse, you called us just in the in the nick of time. Thank God you did it." And she turns into a zombie and eats him. Mm-hmm. And then when you get over there, all the zombies have been bit. All the the um, people you rescued are gone, yes. and um, she's wandering around as a zombie. Mm-hmm. And then I went up to the helipad, and midnight hit. Yeah, and I saw a bunch of soldiers uh, drop down into the main courtyard. Mm-hmm. Like not the outdoor courtyard, but the main area that you always come out at, and that's where I'm at. Okay. So I think I've got 12 more hours of fun. Yep. I've got to survive the night. Yeah, I told you it gets Capcom nutty. Well, and with the time bomb, I had it freeze on me twice. Oh. Um, it's always those maintenance tunnels. I think it's because they've got to put so many zombies in there that yeah. those maintenance tunnels just have trouble with. It's it's probably a poorly coded or overwhelmed system and mm-hmm. so yeah like you said it's just a direct port to ps4 and xbox one so like of course it it freezes but it was annoying to get some of those bombs and have it and then have it freeze and you had to restart it all over again so then i right. started doing that annoying thing where like every time i would get a bomb i would save uh which sometimes that can be a tedious pain in the ass finding places to save but like that's just the nature of the game right but I will tell you, I understand the draw and appeal that people talk about where you got to replay the game over and over and over again and see new things and whatnot. And while I may dick around with it a little, I, I think I'm I'm done with this game once I uh, complete yeah. this. But, but yeah, I have yeah. no idea where it's going to go, so we'll see. <laughs> so, But uh, I know there's an endless mode where you can survive seven days, which is like a challenge in and of itself. But yeah, doubtful I'll right. do that. But anyway... <laughs> <clears throat> so therein lies Dead Rising. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. So it is. I had a lot of fun Very with the game, and, game. and that was my first. Um, I don't know. That was my first big like, I'll say three sixty game. But I mean, that mm-hmm. was something that we I was waiting for. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. was like that helped sell me on the three sixty when they were showing that stuff. So. Well, and it's a terrific B game. Like, mm. you know, like it's got, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's a little glitchy. It's a little absurd. 
It's ridiculous sometimes, um, and it's all great. Uh, you know, I grabbed the parasol and just went around flanking zombies left and right, got a trophy out of it. Um, I thought it was great when you take a picture of Jesse as a zombie, you get a, a trophy that said, like, yes. snuff clip or yes. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Because I haven't been reading those, so I've just been organically unlocking them and going, oh, that's what I got it for. Um, one I noticed was knocking over 10 zombies with a bowling ball. <laughs> I yep. went up to a whole line of zombies and rolled it, and I saw a bunch of things hit, but I never got the trophy for it. And then I went around just throwing random lines balls. of bowling balls and stuff and it, it was knocking them over but it must be 10 in like one roll and yeah. it just was not it's good like, at detecting it so like a strike <laughs> right right but like that seems to be very hard to get mm-hmm. um i are you my achievements from three 360 are they still in my mm-hmm. achievement list yes they are so i can search that out because i don't know what you can my... even look at them on um the easiest way is on the app you can like search the Xbox for it. app, but uh, you can also look at all of them on your Xbox One, even if they're not Xbox One games. I'm gonna look right so. now, see if I can search it. I, I, I wonder what I have for achievements for that game because I remember getting a lot, like because I, I, I was trying to achieve. Oh yeah, and especially if you, on it. Yeah, if you achievement hunt, you can you can really clean house. Huh. Um, the other one I couldn't figure out how to get was there's one that's uh, put ten masks on zombies. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm misunderstanding what it's asking for because in the toy store, there's a bunch of those big foam head masks and I put those on a bunch of their heads and that didn't count. I put a bunch on cones and various other things. Maybe there's a Halloween store or something I need to find that actually has masks, but yeah, haven't found that yet. No. So, I don't huh. know. But anyway. Um, stuff. Yeah, Dead Rising. There it is, is right a, there. Dead Rising. Yeah, there you go. Look, I found it. I have, Fred, mm-hmm. 740 points out of 1,000. Every achievement in that game was all 20 points, and there's 50 of them. I have 37 of them. There you go. That's not bad. No, that's pretty good. It's hmm. friggin' fantastic, actually. So Let's see. Percentage-wise, for zombie genocide... Trying you to got see what zombie the low... genocider? Yeah. Okay. I got it. I mean, well, the mega the busters. Where you kill a bunch? That's where you kill 53,000, whatever. It's it's the full city of Willamette. You kill its population. So um, here's one I have. Um, I have a bunch, like 1.79% of gamers have this. Frank the Pimp. Oh, yeah. Escort seven women at once. Eight female survivors. Eight. So, sorry, eight. Yeah. So I did that one. Mm. Not bad. Yeah, I have a bunch of good ones on there. Yeah, those are those are tough ones. Frank the Pimp is one of the harder ones to get. Tour Guide, that's a two point four nine percent. Psycho Collector, two point four one percent. Huh. Photograph at least ten psychopaths. Look at that I did good, buddy. There you go. See, so you step it up, step up your game. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Uh, it was it's a it's a fun game, but uh, I think I'm starting to get my fill of it. But yeah, yeah. I played a lot of it. Yeah, you know it's funny because I I did obviously with looking at achievements like I did played a lot of the first Dead Rising, and then um, I think when two came out mm-hmm. and I started playing it, I was like, the way you're feeling now, I was like, I think I'm good. I think I'm, yeah. I'm still good from the first one, and then well, it wasn't until three that I got hooked again. 
but uh, yeah. Well, in Dead Rising 2 is apparently way easier than 1. In fact, they say 1 is the hardest one um, because of how the zombies can like grab you and herd you and oh, like right, sometimes right. it's like utter bullshit the way zombies can like take advantage of you sometimes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, we shall see. Uh, like I said, I've got all four games, um, and I've played like two hours of three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, so four really is just a, like, it's the exact same concept of one only with all the technological boosts of nowadays mm-hmm. and a completely new story, but it is like the same concept. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. So, um, but like I said, new stories. Um, so, but it is what it is. So, uh, (laughs) yep, I got that. And then, uh, getting back to it, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I want to get into Lovecraft's The Sinking City or start, uh, Far Cry 4. I think I might start Far Cry 4 because that game's not like too, too long. Like it's 15, 20 hours. And then right when I finish it, we'll be getting into like, you know, mid to late September um, and going into October and Sinking City is a Lovecraft thing. It's a nice long game as well. It'll right. be good like Halloween time, stuff like that. So, so yeah. But So I'll probably be playing Far Cry 4 soon. So, But anyway, with that, I guess we'll call it a night. It's a late night, so... Yep, these two coffee beers are kicking my ass. All right, well, we'll let you get some sleep, and uh, we'll call it to a close. So, All right. Till next time, peace out. Later.